I had the uh, my first like karate game at home was it for the Apple II C. It was called Karateka. Love that. And it was the same game. It really. sounds. It does sound rather kinky though than when you say it that way. Oh right, karate. It's like uh, like nude karate champions. Yeah. Didn't you talk about nude female karate action last episode? <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Angel of Heat. Yes. I sure did. There's also I, this great movie called Firecracker. I, I forgot to mention. I almost There's ordered a, a copy crotch. of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that probably also exists, but that is just a straight up porno. Fun. Um, before though. I'm sure you guys saw these, so this isn't that big of a thing, but I had to get them, and so and they came in a three-pack, so you guys get one. What's this? Is this Christmas gifts? Yeah, I fucked up. I, I like have been looking at stuff, and I just didn't get anything yet. These are super cool. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. Fright Rags did these, right? Yeah. They came in three packs, so. This is so cool. Oh, my God. This is sick. You can hold on to them or send them out to somebody. This wow. will go in my soundtrack until I decide who Same. the person that might right. deserve it would be. No one. Yeah. That's the real answer. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. So cool pop-up fucking Silent Night, Deadly Night card. Uh, if we're doing this right now, I did um, get you guys some. Christmas gifts, but God um, damn it. they're not here though. <laughs> okay, good, good. I still have time. This is, of course, the Christmas episode. You can be a New Year's gift. I mean, then you're not inundated or flooded with gifts all at once. You can kind of yeah. like, you know, casual. Hey, gift. welcome to January. Can you hear me? I wonder. Welcome can the listeners time, bitch. hear me rummaging around in my backpack? Can you hear him digging in his so. sack? Why is that? Is this like Santa's bag? Uh, I don't know. I just bottom? figured I should have some bells on handy in case I need them. Bing! Bong! <laughs> I, I do miss all the classic Hogan stuff. I don't things. think they're in there. <laughs> oh, you are just looking for your your bells the whole time? <laughs> yeah. Your vibra slaps right there. I was, I, was, uh, I, oh, yeah. I was trying to round up Hogan things and put them there. Yeah, whenever something happens. There you go. You also perfect. got oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. I got this guy, too. Uh, You didn't Good. take the chimes out of here, did you? No. Fiber slap is one of the coolest things ever, though. <laughs> it's like 50% of the Tourist Trap soundtrack. I wish that happened every time. <laughs> Aaron, whenever I would come home and Aaron and I were going to be intimate together, that's the sound you would hear. Yeah. Like, that's the sound you did? Yeah. <laughs> that's how you know it's on. Yeah. That it's like, get, it's get ready. It's go time. We're not messing around. We were having a conversation the other day in the shop about dick tattoos, and I decided that if I was going to get a dick tattoo, it would probably be Raul Julia on the head of my penis. Nice. <laughs> from the Addams Family movies or from Street like, Fighter? Street Fighter. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah, I think it should be his face from Am's. His face from Am's family should be on the tip, and then down the shaft it should say, it's showtime. <laughs> But he's also in a great one that MST3K did called Overdrawn at the Memory Bank. That might be kind of a funny thing to have tattooed on your cock. Um, I've always wondered about dick tattoos, though. Do you have to be... What do you think is the preferred method? Do you have to be hard or flaccid? How can you keep it hard if you're getting tattooed? I've heard people say you have to be hard, but I don't think that's possible. I don't know. 
<laughs> I, any tattoo artists out there, feel free to send us a message at thefrightzone.com <laughs> about whether you need to be rock hard to get a tattoo on your dick or flaccid as shit. Yeah. We'd appreciate your knowledge. Maybe a half chub, so at least there's like some sort of density. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just feel like it would immediately want to shrink down and hide as soon as the needle started penetrating it. The man with the world's largest penis, his name is Jonah Falcon. Oh. And flaccid, it's uh, nine inches. Oh. Hard, it's 14 and a half. Wow. Does that's he insane. like black oh, you mean out? That's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In this interview I saw with him, he said he gets lightheaded when he gets an erection. Yeah, I bet. And that's one of these guys in the audience was like, that sounds awesome. And he's like, no, it's fucking terrible. It's like five inches of blood plus whatever the girth is. That's yeah. Going, coming from somewhere else. Yep. That sounds horrible. Yeah. yeah. That's what he said. He's like, it's awful. Can you just get dick reduction? That's a thing, right? You can't. Right, like donate your extra you, dick to like someone with need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's detachable like, penis. Yeah. Like give it to a baby dick, dick dude. Mm-hmm. I thought you could somehow get a reduction, right? You can. But it they don't guarantee that it will it. continue to yeah. be erect <laughs> ever again. Oh, if you get reduced, you can't get erections? It's no it's a possibility. So no. <laughs> is what you is the answer to that. Yeah. Um Hey, what's up? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not much. What's up with you guys? Uh-huh. Just reducing dicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Fright Zone. I'm Greg. I'm Nate. I'm Hogan. <laughs> you sound so sad. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was just thinking about little dicks now. <laughs> oh, not your own. <laughs> this episode, we're getting into the Christmas spirit and talking about 1989's Elves. It's the story of a young woman who accidentally awakens a demonic elf and becomes wrapped up in a Nazi plot to bring about the Antichrist. Her only hope in defeating the Nazis is a recovering alcoholic department store Santa, played by Grizzly Adams. Dan fucking Haggerty. Wow! Yeah! Um, it's written and directed by Jeff Mandel, who also wrote and directed Cyber Chick and wrote 35 episodes of the show Super Force. Have you tried to watch Cyber Chick? It's rough. I have not. Oh, man. There's this character in it that's doing an accent, and it's just so rough. Like, Is it the Burt Ward character? Yeah. I think it's a Russian accent he's trying to do. Like Robin Burt Ward? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it's yeah. bad. While I was looking for a photo of Burt Ward, uh, this, I went down a rabbit hole. Because of because of uh, Cyberchick? Yeah, because okay. of Cyberchick. And I so I started looking at old photos of Burt Ward, and I found this one, which is incredibly questionable. I'm glad it exists, though. I just don't know what's happening in it. I do. <laughs> He's, it's, he's so like if you catch the part about the penis reduction, he's doing the opposite. Yeah. He's doing a, a penis enhancement. I thought it was maybe he was like eating toast in bed, and there's like crumbs under the sheets. It seems odd that he wouldn't notice the cameraman right there. You know, you want to describe to our listeners what's happening? There? He's I don't know I don't know how to describe that. <laughs> he's got his hand down his pants in maybe a hotel room or maybe just his own really nice bedroom, and he's looking down towards his crotchal region with an O face. Yeah, that's thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the town, bloodthirsty elves are about to get down. Oh! Oh, dude. That should be 
It was on there as like one of the taglines it was used, but it's not on like that's not on the VHS this, cover. Yeah. And the other one was they don't work for Santa anymore. <laughs> and then what's the one on the box? Is there yeah, that is the they're not working for Santa anymore. Duh. In Portugal, this is known as Nomos Diabolicos. <sighs> I totally wrote that down too, because that's <laughs> such a good name. But I did find a bootleg that's just called Nazi Elf versus Grizzly Adams. <laughs> 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 that's a bear Do you have the cover or is it just this <laughs> No Oh man? No. I want to see the smash like cutout picture of Grizzly Adams mm-hmm. era him, and then just like some elf from like the yeah. reindeer uh, Rudolph movie, which is a very yeah. bipolar cover. Yeah, like, completely all over the place. He uh, he did have a couple co-writers on this movie. Uh, that Mandel character, Mike Griffin, who has no other credits, but also Bruce Taylor, who had gone to write on Superforce with Mandel, and uh, he also wrote the Terminator exploitation TV movie Annihilator. There is a Superforce tape out there that's cut down into like a movie like i don't know if it was just like the pilot in another episode or what i've i have it but um i just i couldn't tell if it was just a single episode or if they chopped up the whole show and made like the best movie they could out of it (laughs) is it tight uh i don't remember i got it so long ago i'll dig it out we should have a super force it's on an mca universal so it was pretty widely distributed in comparison to this which is an aip studios title which is the same company that did Terrorize. Yeah. So it's that same kind of league of so, horror. with that in mind, maybe that's probably part of why Elves is also not on disc yet. Maybe there's some legal shit with AIP, perhaps? I don't know. Robot chicks on AIP as well. But uh, it also doesn't have a Blu-ray release. Well, that's, I wonder if that's part of it. Is there? It's it maybe got bought by another company who doesn't want to play ball? Or I'm trying to think about any AIP titles that have gotten modern... I mean, Deadly Prey is, but that was a Sony AIP title. As far as like AIP Studios proper, which is David Pryor's label, like none of that stuff. Like people would love to get like the Satan Killer. Like mm-hmm. that's not out. Like fucking Space Avenger. So Arrow, Scream Factory, Vinegar Syndrome. Somebody start digging up those AIPs. Who's got the rights? <laughs> to the L films. Uh, so when did you guys see it for the first time? I only recently saw this, like a couple years ago. This was a very similar story where I found it at that video store for three bucks. Mm-hmm. I bought it because it was like, well, this looks funny, and it was great. It and was. it's uh, it's been an annual view for the last almost decade. And I even sat down and watched it with my dad and brother one year as like and they loved a thing. It. And then we had a brief thing where we watched a Dan Haggerty movie every time we got together. But unfortunately, I didn't have as much of his catalog as I thought. <laughs> and to continue the tradition, we'd probably have to be digging into his 70s titles where he appeared to be cast as like anytime there was a role about a frontiersman with a beard. Get that Grizzly Adams fucker. Get him and he'll show up and he'll be Frontier Jack. Or whatever, and there's one about him and his dog. There's one about him becoming one with the earth. There's like one, you know, they're all those stories called Dan Haggerty. Very early on, too, a lot of like he, I noticed his credits were uh, Bearded Biker or the uh, Biker with the Bandana. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Always some, some different take on him and his beard. Totally. Also, it's like he's going to need 
a carton of camels a day. Yeah. All day. If he runs out, make sure you have you a You can pay me in cigarettes. Yeah. There's so many. I, I, I put all of these into my... Uh, into my notes app. I did a mind trap. I've never seen this. Yeah, looks. I, delightful. I tried to do a stopwatch count of how much he smokes in this movie. Yeah. If you guys want that now, <laughs> I sure, I do. Four minutes and ten seconds. Okay, a footage of him smoking in this movie. If it's on nice. screen time, so like the entire time. Then every time he came on screen, I undid my stopwatch. The time when he was smoking, <laughs> I got like four, five, four, ten. Yeah, that sounds about right. Which is hilarious to think about. My favorite shot in the whole movie is the like it's right after he gets evicted. I know we haven't even gotten here yet. And it's just him sitting in the diner inside the department store and it's just a cup of coffee, two empty packs carton. of camels and a carton of cigarettes and he's just sitting there fucking smoking, going nuts. Like what nice breakfast. At the Gollum's diner. Yeah. <laughs> you know they said that Michael Landon used to smoke three packs of cigarettes a day. How? <clears throat> like, think about shooting Highway to Heaven with Michael Landon, right? Like, okay, so you're in front of the camera. Does he hand the cigarette off to somebody? Or is he just sitting Action. There? They do the scene. Cut. That person hands it back to him. Have to, right? <laughs> you would think. It'd have he to be burning all day. It. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely a, like, you light one and just light one off the other the entire day, which means you're not really breathing. I have some Dan Haggerty facts here. Well, you want those we, before we get into yes. it? Yes. Let's get to it when we introduce his character. <clears throat> okay. Like okay. we usually do. Okay. We're just so excited about him because he's so great. Um, oh, I, uh, I'm i not sure if I've ever watched this movie before uh, this week. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things I kind of was like, I feel like I've seen that. But it's one of those situations where I feel like maybe I just saw the box and I've just seen clips of it. Like when people put it on Instagram here and there over the years where like in my brain it feels like I'd seen it. Seen enough but of it, But when I was yeah. watching it, I was like, no, I don't think I've fucking seen this. Wow. You know? Um, but it's it's really fun. There is a rare aspect of, if you're a VHS nerd like, like I am. And that's that when the AIP logo comes up at the beginning of the movie, it's actually playing the music from the film as opposed to the <laughs> thing that AIP Studios does. And I counted them and I had, I own 95 AIP titles oh. and none of them do that. It's always got the <laughs> thing. So I thought that was interesting. Maybe uh, it's not. Wait, how does that go? Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I don't think okay. I got it. Got it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, should we just get into this thing? Let me fire this up from your, this bootleg. I like that Hogan has a bootleg of like every movie we watch, apparently. <laughs> Is this from the fair as well? Yes. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I need to go to this vendor at the Iowa State Fair. Yeah. I just didn't go just like buy things that aren't on a disc yet. <laughs> but uh, so we open with some standard Christmas visuals. You got the tree, you got a snow globe, <laughs> you got presents. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not doing it this time. It's playing the kind of Christmassy music that's in the movie. Uh, so shortly after the. Oh, I forgot. Oh. Is this on your tape? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I forgot about the alien seed trailer. Yeah. This is uh, Eric fantastic. Estrada saves the world from aliens. <laughs> yes. So shortly after the Santa Christmas Fair, we cut to the leads. Kirsten, played by Julie Austin, who was in Fatal Exposure, the Jack the Ripper slasher. Um, and she's also in Trauma's Twisted Justice. Which is actually not a trauma movie. It's those ones they just like now own it. Yeah, yeah, it was a David Hebner vehicle. That was back, like, all his movies were written, directed, co commonly um, scored by. He was a country musician. And the, the movie's based around him. 
and it is one of it's one of those like they're supposed to have tasers. It's like Demolition Man, I guess, mm. but before where they're supposed oh. to be using tasers, but he has a shotgun stashed, and there's this whole running thing where every time he goes home, he hides it behind the towel in his bathroom, <laughs> like the one he would be using if he were to take a shower, and they never look there. They always come to try to look for his gun, and he just watches them walk by it, and it's this running joke through the fucking whole movie. It's it's great. Troma's <laughs> actually the perfect label to buy out rights All for AIP stuff. type stuff. Yeah. All these movies would be at home for the kind of stuff they distribute that they didn't make themselves, honestly. Terrorize but sometimes the shit elves. gets buried because like their bar is so low for some of the stuff they'll do and have done that like I feel like some of the movies that otherwise might have a little bit of charm. Like I think Elves has some charm. I know it's cheesy, but there's like it's yeah. it's kind of endearing at times and um, there's things they could have built on on more. Ugh. I'm obviously taking it way more seriously than it takes itself. <laughs> but <laughs> what? Um, you know, putting it next to something like full of farts isn't necessarily. I, I think they should have like a trauma well, line, have, like, like and then they should have freaks. like a tr- like how how vinegar syndrome has like the VSA. Yeah, all yeah. that. They should have a separate one. That's like when they put out other people's <clears throat> movies and it doesn't have like a huge fucking trauma logo yeah. on the cover. Or if they even just di- differentiate where like their in-house stuff says like trauma original. Yeah. And then it could just be like, you know, trauma presents right. or something or like just like some. Just letting you know that like it's maybe not yeah. just like the Toxic Avengers not going to be on the bus or whatever. Yeah. To just be like, <laughs> hey, check out my <laughs> movies when you're done with this. <laughs> Shameless Sergeant plug. Kabuki Man just there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, also, uh, oh. she is in this movie called Fatal Exposure. The Jack the Ripper slasher. Yeah, which was a tapeworm release, which of course makes it fucking impossible to find. That's the same company that put out Lunch Meat. And, uh, there's a few other good ones like Skinned Alive. She's out in the woods with her friends Amy, uh, who's played by Stacey Dines and nothing else, and Brooke, who's played by, uh, Laura Lickstein, who's also not in any other movies as an actor, but she is a producer. And they are the sisters of anti-Christmas. Yeah, dude. They're out there doing <laughs> some witchy-ass shit. But she a... thinks she's just going out to figure out how she's going to get with Dave. That Brooke, I think it is. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I thought you guys were going to help me get with Dave. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, we're basically becoming blood sisters. She's like, we now convene the sisters of anti-Christmas. Yeah, they have to be close to Mother Earth. And she even says, we're girls. Remember? We're the master race. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can control everything and everyone. She's but then she fucking... like, uh, yeah, and then she whips out that drawing she's been doing. She's like, check it out. You guys like my art deco boobs? <laughs> yeah, she says, this is our group symbol, the virgin of anti-Christmas. I dreamed those art deco boobs. Which is obviously a page ripped out of a book with a little bit of penciling on the boobs. There's no way she drew the back <laughs> part of that picture. Are you saying her art artistic skills are not what she claims them to be? I don't know. I, f- I feel like she's spent so many years studying the art of acting <laughs> and f- film that there's no way she could she's be that good. How can yeah. they say like they say something about a virgin and one of the girls is just like gross? Yeah, gross. <laughs> uh, and she has that. She's so they're going to do like some ritual or something. And she has a book, and her friend's like, "Hey, isn't this your grandfather's book?" Like, Why? Like her friends have been there enough. And like I've spent a lot of time looking at the books in your house, and I know this one belongs to your fucking grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's just a funny line. It's the, the way it smells. It's there's a bound. lot of writing like that in the script. That's hilarious. That just like we just need to tell the audience what's happening the entire <laughs> movie. Because if we don't, they'll not know that. Like when she gets home and gets. 
blasted in the face <laughs> by a grown-ass man in a wheelchair. There's another way you can notice her grandpa. So she's like, hey, isn't your grandfather's book? She's like, yeah. He also told me never to come out here. <laughs> yeah. And she goes to grab the candle, and it just fucking, like, explodes in her hand. Like, why does she go to grab it? She goes, oh, the candle! And then grabs it, and it breaks. I'm like, what was the candle doing? Like, what? Nothing. It was on fire. Yeah. <laughs> it was doing its one job. Yep. So when she grabs the the glass, like, immediately cuts her. So then they all bail on doing the ceremony. But yeah. at that point, their blood, her blood oozes into the ground, unleashing... <laughs> The hand of a demon, perchance. <laughs> it comes out, and the camera hangs on it for way too yeah. long. You could have cut, like, Bracely right God. when it broke out, and you go, whoa! God! Like, we spent all this time burying somebody in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that man died for that role. Yeah, you know, we had to. he had to. Accidental pagan rituals are a bitch. <laughs> they can go wrong real quick. Um, so then Kirsten arrives home, and her grandpa... Played by Bora Silver, who is in Escape from New York, mm-hmm. which is cool. This is also the first time we get a little, got a little bit of elf vision, is what I was calling oh, it. Oh, yeah. Elf, where, the POV shit. Yeah, yeah. Where it's yeah. just it's a little blurry, a little low, bluish. <laughs> Not quite sure why it looks like that. But. I wish that's a button that they had in every television station. They could just hit elf vision. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's in Escape from New York. And he's, uh, but he had a ton of TV credits, like one offs and like Happy Days, Six Million Dollar Man, Charlie's Angels, just like a, like. So he definitely was just getting a lot of work as like a bit guy. Yeah. In the, in the you know, Haggerty did have a lot of that too. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, which we'll hear about. Later. And Grandpa's so upset that uh, she borrowed the book without his permission, and then he slaps her twice. He slaps the blaster, shit out of as her. Nate says. Yeah, his uh, his thirty four year old granddaughter, who's in uh, senior in high school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially even just in that opening scene, the lighting, it's like so obvious that her face is aged well past thirty. Yeah, I can't say how old she is, but I'm guessing thirty five. They look old enough that they'd be hanging out with us. Yeah. It- well, I mean, and all of the old age makeup on the grandfather is not like prosthetics. It's literally just makeup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like oil paints. It's like something that they would use in a stage production, mm-hmm. but the lighting that they use in a movie definitely paint. gives yeah. it away. Yeah. Um, but like after he hits her, like he almost immediately apologizes, then off- offers to wash her wound, and she's like, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then she goes... Into the bathroom of her mom, Ugh. played by Deanna Lund, who was <laughs> on the old sci-fi show the Land of the response. Giants. Um, she's also in the Wynorski movie Transylvania Twist. Have you seen that one? <clears throat> I have not, but I'm aware of it. It's like a vampire like checks out a book that he that apparently he shouldn't have checked out or some shit. What have happened? What is that? My Transylvania Twist. But so then mom's super upset that she was hanging out with, quote unquote, the unholy trio. She doesn't really care. She's just a bitch. She wants, she wants to be like that for any reason. Punish. Yeah. Doesn't she look like Jan Brady? Not Jan. Is it Jan? Who's the mother? Oh. The, you mean her mom? Her mom looks, looks like, like Mrs. Jan. Brady. Yes. She has that same kind of like, I, I would call it like stage one of plastic surgery. <laughs> like it's like you, they're definitely going to be getting into that. Yeah. And maybe the, they, they're with, dipping their toes in the water. Yeah. Got their boobs done, get a little face pull a little bit, but mm-hmm. not quite like Mickey Rourke. Right. You know? No. I like when <laughs> I, Mickey Rourke's the far end. I like yeah. when I sent you guys that photo and you got you were both like, who the fuck is that? It was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a man wearing a man mask. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, it's, it's funny because you say, like, that's not Michael Myers. 
I was thinking it was like some like it was supposed, it was a rubber mask with like another Star Trek actor or something. Yeah. Maybe and I didn't know who it was or Yeah. I certainly thought it was a rubber mask. Yeah. It's more terrifying. Well it probably is rubber, really. At this He's point, more rubber than man. Yeah. <laughs> He's a rubber man. Uh but so mom so then mom comes in, she decides to punch her for hang out the unholy trio. By closing her savings account and draining the money. This like, gave yeah. me some ideas. I'm going to do this to my children now. Yeah, can you uh, do that? I don't know. I mean, she's living in her house. Yeah. We just, we just established she's 35 like, years old. Yeah, you think, yeah. Like, look at her. She's 35, easy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, after that happens, Kirsten decides to take a shower. Uh, you know, because she's trying to calm herself down uh, from the news that her savings account's about to be drained. <coughs> then we get our first peep. Willie. There's more than one peep. I put Willie the TMNT peeper. This might be my favorite line in the entire movie. Dude, <laughs> yeah, it's I'll let you say it. Her, her little brother Willie, played by <laughs> Christopher Graham, and his only screen credit, sneaks up and tries to peep a little looksy of his nude sister. And she says, you little pervert! <laughs> and he says, well, you got fucking big tits, and I'm going to tell everyone I saw them. <laughs> Before that, he says... I'm not a pervert. I like seeing naked girls. I'm your fucking sister. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you got fucking big tits, and I'm going to tell everyone I saw them. <laughs> and then she wrestles with her bro. We get some. It's uh, like a tickle fight, which is weird after like how sexually motivated that crime that right. he just that Willie just committed well, was. Then, when they're in the tickle fight, you can hear him be like, fuck you, fuck you, a couple Wh- times. What he says is. Yeah, well, fuck you. Mom said she's giving me all your money, so fuck you. That's what he says to her. You didn't hear all that? No. I had to watch Dude, I rewound it like three times. But yeah, it says, Mom says she's going to give me all your money, so fuck you. I never heard him say that before. And then there's a little more. The, then there's some elf peeping. Yeah, the win- some, some window peeping. The, something we love here at the Fright Zone. Yeah. So you have Willie peeping in the bathroom, and then... Elf peeping through the window. Beautiful. What do you think the reaction is going to be on Monday when he goes to school and he's like, I saw my sister's huge tits. <laughs> they make, Fuck yeah, high five. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Cool. Can we keep playing Ninja Turtle toys now? Yeah. yeah. And we forgot to mention he's oh. wearing an awesome Donatello Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like pajama top. I had those when I was a kid. Oh, yeah? 100%. They were awesome. Oh, and she is wearing, in this scene, a Guns N' Roses 1987 tour shirt. You can see the catch the back of it, the pink lettering. What it says on the back is, Guns N' Roses was here. And here's a fun fact. On that tour, they played in Ames, Iowa, at the Hilton Coliseum on July 27th. (laughs) I've always thought about that show and how cool it would have been to see them when they only had put out Appetite for Destruction. How fucking amazing would that show have been? Because that's all the music they had in the world. I love how excited you are. So you just would have heard Rocket Queen and shit, which I found. Someone videotaped it. Like, oh, you can you imagine of it? sneaking a camera from '87 into a concert? That's at least that would have been a shoulder pounds. thing. Yeah, you had to wear a fat suit just so you could have it inside yeah. your belly. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll send you guys a link. But. Like video drum and shit. I was just like, holy shit, that's that shirt. Because I've done research on that tour, and I, I learned what shirts they sold on that tour. And so as soon as I saw her run in with it, I was like, holy shit, that's that fucking shirt. Right now, you're sounding like if you had a fucking uh, Doc Brown modded DeLorean that you'd be going to... <laughs> that's Most of the thing, most of what I would do with my time is I would go into the past and watch concerts that I, I would, you know, you'd have to like make sure to dress in stuff that makes sense in that time period. 
and go see shows and then go see movies like opening weekend and shit. Like I'd love to see The Exorcist, like downtown New throw, York quote, unquote, City, throwing up in the aisles. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. Go go to Forty Second Street and go see like Cannibal Ferox at noon on a Tuesday, <laughs> and like then just go wander around and, and watch all the like yeah freaks and junkies <laughs> passing out and stuff. Man. So go, you, you go got like, you got like the location from like Basket Case and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, well, so, if you if you knew that stuff, you could actually like hide out places and watch them shoot, shoot movies. You could you be just like, hang out in a dumpster, wait for Dwayne to run by, <laughs> right? his dong flopping around. Yeah. <laughs> but you wouldn't want to mess up the space time continuum and like. And then there is no <laughs> Basket Case. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Um. And and then we have. Uh, uh so yeah, so the the TMT stuff happened is there and then she's laying in bed when you're talking about her having the guns rose her on and she says it's finally happened i'm living a cliche her only friend is her cat you know and her cat's pregnant and her she's cat's all bummed. her cat's name is agamemnon agamemnon i couldn't yep. really tell i was like that's something weird it's agamemnon it's a greek hero yeah. figure did you catch uh mike's dog's name uh, later okay fuck face it's fushu Oh, is that I also that a wrong. Greek? <laughs> I, <don't know>. yeah. <laughs> I thought he called him a pea shooter or something. What the fuck am I? His name? What are we talking about when he's trying to relate to her? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? He's like, I had a little dog. It died too. Its name was Fushu. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's in the diner scene, the big curtain. So, uh, so she's talking to her cat about how, you know, she's living in a cliche and blah, 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 and her cat's pregnant. And then meanwhile, in the basement, the elf breaks in via the window then sneaks upstairs to her pervert brother's room. It goes one step beyond peeping. <laughs> it breaks in. And so I love he's in bed, right? He wakes up, and this is like the first good look we get at the elf, and it's just right in his face. Like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's actually a little creepy. It's one of the creepier moments of the elf in the movie. Yeah. Spoiler um, alert, it makes that face the entire movie. Ugh. That's his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, then it slashes his shoulder, ruins his fucking team and team pajamas, and then it jumps out the window, and the kids obviously freak the fuck out, and he's screaming. And this is when Kirsten and Mom run to the room. And this is a line I really like. And he says, uh, It was like a little man, like a ninja, only like a gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Mom thinks it's the cat. And he goes, She's like, oh, there's there's the culprit. It's the cat. It was a fucking little ninja troll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this kid rules. And then she goes and grabs the cat because the mom's like, come here, Adam Memnon. It's like, don't hit my kitty. Setting up this precedent that she doesn't like the cat. Fuck. Uh, hey, shout out to that Ghostbusters 2 poster on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Busting right. makes me feel good, you know? It's 89. It makes sense. Uh, Wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense in 81. Sure would. <laughs> I, was... was <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about the new Ghostbusters at all real fast? As long as we're talking about Ghostbusters. Why don't we do it at the end like we did the last time? Okay. I just knew we are here about Ghostbusters now, baby. If you want to talk about the Ghostbusters, stick around to the end of the episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day we see Mike McGavin, Grizzly Ams himself, Dan Haggerty from, of course, the 1974 film, The Life and Times of Grizzly Ams, as well as the spinoff show, The Chilling Zombie Movie with Linda Blair, uh, Tear Out of the Sky. Um, Which looks out. fun. There was a couple of effect Danger shots USA. I found. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hogan, didn't you say you had a million facts notes. about him? I've got some facts. Uh, Let's go. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that they're, they're that, that crazy, but um, he was a set builder for a long time, and he actually built a majority of the sets for Easy Rider. Oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't know that. 
he's probably dropping acid with Hopper and Nicholson and all those he, guys then too. So he grew up, one of the reasons he obviously ended up making movies with animals because he grew up on like a, a zoo, essentially. He grew up in a zoo um, with his family and he ended up being one of the uh, like animal trainers for Walt Disney Studios when he oh. was like in his early teens, late 20s. Um, but my favorite thing is that he had his own barbecue sauce. Nice. Dan Haggerty's, Dan Haggerty's kicking barbecue sauce. Is it, they still make that or is that a production? No, no longer. Fuck. I couldn't even find the, I could find one image of it, but it was so grainy you couldn't even make it out. It's like a picture someone took with a Polaroid in the refrigerator mm-hmm. in 1983. Oh, but he also was a spokesperson and endorsed a faulty medical device called the PAP Ion Magnetic Inductor or PAPIMI uh, that what? supposedly. Uh, pulsed waves of electromagnetic energy to help relieve pain. And though he appeared in the infomercials for the product, he was most likely unaware of the legal and ethical problems and complaints <laughs> of the product. <laughs> that might be the thing they used to make the camera look like shit in the last two minutes <laughs> yeah. of this movie. Did you happen to find like, the... Uh, hey, plug in the P-A-P-I-M-I. <laughs> yeah. Real close to the camera. <laughs> Did you find any of the commercials for that? I didn't, uh. No. But now you got me curious. Oh, I, I can imagine they they're amazing. <laughs> they're on someone's tape they got somewhere. <laughs> they're like, hey, we want you to be the spokesperson. He's like, whatever, just give me a pack of cigarettes. A pack? Carton? How many cartons <laughs> are in there? I don't get out of bed for less than a carton of cigarettes. It's interesting you mentioned he worked at Disney um, doing animal training and stuff. You know Jill's grandpa started a zoo, and that uh, he bought a lot of the animals for the zoo from Disney, and they're animals that were used in Swiss Family Robinson. They... That's what he worked on. That could have been Dan <gasps> Haggerty's animals. He, Dan Haggerty could have touched those animals. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's not a weird thing I'm Next trying to say. Next time I see Joel's dad, I'll ask him if uh, if his dad had any uh, dealings with Dan Haggerty. You should. I will. But they uh, their zoo was called McLean's Wild Animal Farm, and they sold it, and it's now known as the Niabi Zoo in Moline, Illinois. So, fun, fun trivia. If you want to see a good, uh, another... What would work well as a down and out Dan Haggerty double feature? That's what I, we'll call it the down and out Dan Haggerty double feature, and that's elves Whoa. and Repo Jake. Repo Jake's pretty awesome. I, I, almost, I almost brought Repo Jake with me tonight. It's fun, man. It's just like he comes into town and he's like gets an apartment. And he works at this. He works starts working at a repo place for money for quick cash because he's Jake's trying to save money. Ass. Yeah, okay. he's just kind of a tough guy. But it's not like he fights so much as he, he more like smokes he, cigarettes and hot wire. He cars. looks tough, so people don't want to fuck with him, dude. Since I since you asked me that question, I got on YouTube and there's so much Dan Haggerty stuff. I cannot walk, like wait to watch later. Oh man, like I'm just like, talking suds stain and spot remover with Dan Haggerty. <laughs> um, here's him I'm just eating. Here's one of him just eating a Big Mac. Like, here's what? an intro he does for Lang Creek Cabins. He would be a, a cabin spokesman. I know. There's so much good stuff in here. <laughs> well, I know what I'm doing later, too. Yep. Dan right. Haggerty, fucking YouTube rabbit hole. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Dan Haggerty, Mike Gavin, is walking down the street, smoking a cigarette, and he enters Gollum's department store. And then we cut to Kirsten, who's working at the diner at Gollum's department store. Which, just like everywhere else, he just walks in smoking a cigarette. <laughs> he never puts it out. Uh, her friends are hanging while she works, and she's pissed that her mom is taking all the money she saved for art school. And her friends mention how they're excited about tomorrow night, and then they decide to go goof on Santa. And then we get some more of that POV. What do you call the elf camera? Elf vision. Elf vision. She specifically mm-hmm. says, hey, guys, it's almost time for my break. 
Let's go goof on Santa. I've been waiting for this all day. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. Elf vision. It's like, what do you mean you've been waiting to goof on Santa? What mm-hmm. does that even mean? And then, like, yeah, so. Let me cut to a Mike <laughs> McGavin walking up to the manager of Gollum's, Hugh. He's played by a Michael Tatlock, who uh, had a few one off TV appearances on Newsroom and Entourage with our boy K Dill. Oh, what's up, K Dillon? Um, and the manager offers Mike free coffee and donuts, and Mike's like, I don't need donuts. I need a job. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, it's, it's, he's like so just like relaxed. He's like, come on, man. Everyone's an asshole to him, and he's always super nice back. He's I so just, gentle with every delivery. I just got my 90-day chip, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he, he has the softest eyes. He, dude, he he's like what makes it feel very Christmassy, not just because he looks like Santa, but because he just has such a like goodwill like towards man kind of thing going on yeah. in this trick. Oh, what a sweet guy. You know, one of the things I thought was a huge missed opportunity was that they didn't really include a whole lot of like Dan Haggerty as Santa Claus. Yeah. You only kind of see a close-up of his face once, and then him standing in a room covered in pee yeah. and it's just like there has to be outtakes of him dressed because if they got him all dressed up and well, put him there and got kids sitting on him there has to be takes of him talking it would to just kids. take it to right. the next level if like maybe they would stretch him out where like or that's just the outfit he's in he has to leave and he's in the santa outfit for a lot of the movie it, it would be fun it would it would jump up the movie's like fun factor a little bit yeah they could have all the shit like when he's running people's houses and breaking in the middle of their dinner if he was wearing a sand outfit and shit it would just be fun they could have just like in an oversized sweater yeah they could have he looks more like a recovering alcoholic with no place to live (laughs) (laughs) they they could have built on that stuff a lot more as opposed to building on this whole like sobriety thing i don't know if maybe the director was going through something at the time or (laughs) whatever but it's just like they keep coming back to it but it serves no purpose in the story it just it all it does is show that he's down and out, you know. It's like he he you know I don't want to talk ahead because oh, yeah. there's more coming, but like it's not a relevant it's thing. A he could just as easily have been a like a repo Jake, a random dude coming into yeah. town and he doesn't know anybody and just like hey, and he coincidentally is there when this happens and they're like hey, you look like fucking Santa Claus, yeah. you got a job, dude. Like all why right. isn't that the story? Um. And he is Santa Claus. So Kirsten gets on Santa's <laughs> lap, and Santa slides his hand up her legs and says, Oral. And she says, what? Santa said, Oral. And then she slaps him. Which, didn't she just say this is effectively why she was going over there in the first place? What the fuck with him? It was like, grind on Santa's lap and give him a boner? Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that it was that's the up. reaction. To catch a predator. Yeah. Um, and then the next kid. Chris Hansen. Yo, show, sit down. Oh, am I skipping ahead? <laughs> Uh, I was, was going to say, the next kid that sits on his lap uh, when he comes back. Oh, no, no, I am skipping over some shit. Right? Is the Nintendo thing next? That's before it, because he, after he gets slapped, he has oh, to we, break. I okay. skipped it. Yeah. So he, he, he's, he's pimping out a Nintendo before she gets on the lap. Okay, so what we skipped is the, there's a kid before her, and Santa goes, what do you want for Christmas? He says, I want a Nintendo. And he goes, they're on sale today in the basement. Today He's only. He's out Nintendos. It's like, I don't think in 89, Nintendos were already in the basement. Yeah. But <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I don't know. The toy store is just down there. Yeah. Usually creepy. that'd be like the front window would be that stuff. I mean, are they implying that this Santa is a terrible Santa and he's trying to lure children into the basement? <laughs> for ha- yeah. So we don't feel bad. I mean, should something terrible happen to him? Let's say maybe something <laughs> yeah. happens to him soon. Um, 
And then meanwhile, back, so uh, yeah, so then after she slaps, you know, Santa, uh, we cut to her home, and uh, her depraved mother takes the cat, puts it in a pillowcase, and then drowns it in the fucking toilet, which is absolutely the most intense thing in this whole movie. Yeah. I will say that it's cat the really feel good thing in the movie. The cat didn't seem too upset to be, you know, in the fucking water in a sack drowning. It didn't well, put I, up much of a fight. Well, I, bet well, Dan, I think they didn't really drown a cat. But. <laughs> well, you know, now that we know that Dan Haggerty is like the animal whisperer, he was probably on set like, yeah, get in the bag. Yeah. Get in the bag. Yeah. yeah. Trust. Cool. Take it's a nap. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the eternal nap. The fucking splish splosh. It is, it is like the most horror-y thing in the movie, though, I feel like. For it's sure. upsetting. I mean, the rest of the movie is like, it's trying to be a horror movie or it's really, or it's self-aware of the budget and what the subject matter is, but that one scene is just like bizarrely dark. It feels like no more- music. It's just quiet. And she's like drying it. You just like. It feels more like a mid seventies like exploitation movie. Yeah, it's for a minute. like whoa, this is intense. Like wasn't expecting this. The Scooby Doo moment we have later on with Grandpa is a little yeah, oh, worse than yeah. this. That's but... a dark subplot. But I mean, like showing <laughs> yeah. a lady drown a cat, put a cat in a bag. Is it really dark? He it. didn't find any joy in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> um, so then we go back. Oh, then to, it's okay. Grandpa. We go back to Gollum's and uh, Hugh, the manager. Tell Santa to go on break, you know, because of the debacle. And uh, as soon as Santa walks his little break changing room, we get more POV elf cam. Uh, and then they cut back to mom digging a hole for the dead cat. And, and then they cut and her back mom, to Santa. And her mom's digging the hole, covering it, and says, at least I've got some fertilizer for my flowers. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cats do help your daisies come in real nice. Oh, nice. Fun fact. Yeah. Um, and then they cut back to Santa doing blow in his break room. <laughs> When the elf stabs him repeatedly in the penis. We missed the whole, like, fucking blow mistake, dude. So he's, like, he's still got his Santa gear on. Shows him, like, chopping out the lines. And then he picks up his beard, and he just drops it in the Coke. Fucking getting it everywhere. <laughs> he's like, fuck. And like, right when he realizes that that's what happens, so like, right when he realizes you just wasted like $100 worth of cocaine, you, you just start getting stabbed an elf. in the cock <laughs> by an elf. That's not a good day. It's a great kill, though. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Puppet hand. It's like really it's so... going for it. <laughs> um, and then, like, I think, like, they show the manager, like, like go, go get him back out here. It's like, like, you know, Santa's assistant or whatever. Goes and opens the door and finds his dead fucking body, and then they call the police in, and it's all crazy. The the verbatim, however, I said. Then we get Santa chopping up some Christmas spirit in the dressing room, <laughs> and he gets just ready to do it before he drops his fake beard in the toot to inevitably have himself get stabbed in the dick by an elf. <laughs> I, I like to think that's what it said on the script. <laughs> Perfect direction. And then it smash cuts to the scene. And I remember these signs by the by the Christmas stand where it would say, Santa is feeding his reindeer. Yep. Be back soon. And uh, it, re- it reminded me the other day. So I got to uh, Flicks early because I thought it said 12. It was 1230 to take my kids to go see that Grinch, oh, the 2000 God. Grinch film. Which they, it was fun doing something with the family. It, that was not the best movie, but we had fun. <laughs> And we, I, you know, I got popcorn. They got their big pretzels and shit. But we uh, were walking around. I'm like killing time, and I'm like, oh, there's a, a like a train set up here. And then I saw what I thought was like a Santa statue. Yeah. And we get a little closer, and his body stays in place, and his head turns, and he's like, "Merry Christmas." <laughs> and my kids are like, "Oh, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas." And uh, 
Freddie's doing this like, oh, that's not really Santa. I'm like, shut up, dude. Like, you know, but there was nobody there. It was really pathetic. Like, did you I know take was, the kids up to him then? It was like noon. No, we're going to go back. Ah. I thought it would be weird, like, feeling like we had to or something. Yeah. It's like when you walk into a store where you want to spend pity, money or you want to support it. Yeah. And you're like, there's nothing in here I want. Let's just say there's certain record stores in town that I've gone into with a $20 bill burning a hole in my pocket. And I just want to buy, like, a used record, a used yeah. tape, a poster. I don't even give a shit what it is. But I want to support the place, and I want to go home with something. And I can't fucking find anything I want. <laughs> that happens a lot. But, uh, yeah, I, I think we're, we're going to go back with the intention. I also thought maybe, like, Emily would want to be there for that, and that I shouldn't, like, True. hijack a Christmas memory. She wants that photo op. How you know, many times you can get to do uh, that with the kids? Of course, I get home, be. and she's like, you could have done it. I don't want to do that. Hey, Bickley's, <laughs> <clears throat> Bickley's home from college, and she's working as an elf at the Santa station. She can get your free photos. Oh, nice. I could slip Santa some oral. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back it up. Your daughter's an <laughs> elf that knows Santa? Mm-hmm. Totally. Which Ooh. which mall? Valley West Mall. Yeah, that's the one we've gone to before. It has a much more impressive train and stuff. It absolutely does. The one at Merle Hay was kind of like, uh, it goes around and there's nothing in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> like, where's the, like, elf popping out? Yeah, no, this one you go through, they always set it up and you're kind of, like, going through, like, a forest and shit, you know? Yeah. Like, where's the cockstabbing is what yeah, I want to know. right? <laughs> Don't want none of that. That's at Southridge Mall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not being paid. Yeah. Those are just like, if you go to the food court yeah. at Southridge, you're going to get stabbed in the cock. Yep. Right in front of the Orange Julius is the most <laughs> common location. Rob, after the dick stabbing, the discovery of the dead Santa, uh, Kirsten, you know, ends up going home and uh, she can't find her cat anywhere. And mom says she hasn't seen it all day. And then we got back to Mr. Mike McGavin arriving at his trailer, smoking his cigs, only to discover he's been evicted from his trailer. I have to bring this up because I don't know if either of you guys saw it, but when the cops were in there, mm-hmm. like looking at the dead oh, body. The dead body. One of the uh, one of the like side detectives or whatever, as he walks out of the room, he fucking runs his finger through the coke and then starts rubbing it on his gums. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Nice, awesome. There's a couple of scenes where there's like dudes in the background that are supposed to be like this one guy who's like dusting for fingerprints on mm-hmm. the elevator, like uh, great. That might be later in the movie, but. I just I love all the extra detective people because they're, they're like, hey, look wearing, like you're doing something. They're, and they're all wearing trench coats. Yeah, yeah they're all <laughs> Columbo. Um, but so so Mike McGavin goes to his trailer now, and the science says he's been evicted, and he goes, "How could I be evicted from a place like this?" Yeah, like a single wide, fucking it's like an airstream trailer, but a little longer. Then he sings to himself. Surgeon General says, a pack a day will keep your lungs nice and gray. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, when he's walking up before he yeah, sees the sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, and then after that, they cut to the elf digging up the dead cat. And Kirsten removes her bandage and discovers her, her wound is 100% healed. And she goes to bed and then is awoken by a knocking at the window. And she's pretty thrilled. You know, She thinks it's her kitty cat, right? She runs the window only to kind see the... of is yeah, yeah. <laughs> she runs the window and pulls it back the curtain and it's the elf holding her dead cat like yeah it looks like it's been dead for like months like it's yeah. slimy it's like tales from the crypt slimy it reminds me of the cat and I the creeps like muffin or when it comes back yeah. and the girl's like oh ah! yeah maggots traumatizing yep immediately rotting but uh 
She tells her mom and grandpa she saw a troll. And her mom goes, it was a raccoon. And then grandpa's more intrigued by what Kirsten is saying because he wants to know what she saw. Oh, no. He wants to know where she saw the image in her, like, notebook. Yeah, that looks like oh, yeah, He's her going art, through her, her art deco titties. What are they doing to see yeah. this image? No, the, virg- the, the yeah, Virgin yeah. Annie Christmas. Uh, and then he goes to his study, and he does some mysterious stuff, looking concerned. <laughs> I had Norway trees because you know <laughs> he's just like instant. Oh. And the way and, Germans on two wheels do. And mom admits to grandpa before, like, so Kirsten leaves the room, and mom admits to the grandpa that she's the one that killed the cat, and that the raccoon is the one that dragged it to the window. <laughs> like, because that's what raccoons do: is slam corpses of things up against your window. <laughs> it's a common problem. It is. Uh, and the next day is when we get the sweet thing that we were talking about earlier, where uh, McGavin's hanging in Gollum's diner with the full carton of cigarettes. Yeah, and Kirsten happens to be his waitress this day. And he can tell that she's not feeling great. And they start talking. And again, he's just so gentle. But like when he, yeah, he's like... He's prying a little bit. I'm sorry about your cat. I I had a dog once when I was a kid, so I know how, I know how you feel. I swear he calls the dog pea shooter. No, it's fushu. <laughs> fushu. I'm 100 percent on this. All right, I rewound it, but I'll take your word for hey, it. Hey, when we get there, we'll turn the we'll turn the volume up. Okay, I'm I can. Down. I to be fair, I am hard of hearing. So huh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's fushu. But Which yeah. doesn't make makes zero sense. Yeah, so, neither one makes sense. I don't know. Pea shooter. At least those that's those are words. Yeah, maybe it's like yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> at least like those are words. Fushu means nothing. <laughs> right. And then uh, in the mid conversation, when he's being very understanding, um, Hugh comes running up. Oh yeah, Mike. You still want a job? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, whatever. He's ready. And they just cut to him as the new Santa, only to immediately get peed on by a kid, which is great. And you were right, Nate. This is like the only time in the whole fucking movie he's Santa. Yeah. It's just when he said, do you want a job? Haggerty in his Santa suit. Haggerty in the break room clean. Piss off his Santa suit. There could have been at least another five minutes of him in the Santa outfit doing Dan Haggerty. Maybe he witnesses something that happens in the store. Like he sees one of those Nazi dudes spying from behind a tree. And that makes his, you know, cop instincts that we don't know about yet. Uh, come, <laughs> come into play, you know, like it could have, it could have had a relevant aspect to the film. Uh, when he's cleaned the piss off himself, it is hilarious to me. That they have a chalk outline of the yeah. in the room. Still. And he says goodbye to it. <laughs> yeah. 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 But he also talks to it. He goes, Life's a bitch, Eddie. First you're Santa and then you die. <laughs> One of my favorite lines in the movie is coming is coming up in this part when he's like, he notices a strange symbol carved in the ground by that line. He's like, Boy, this looks familiar. But then like he he starts looking and he immediately goes, I'm not a detective anymore. Not even a store detective anymore. This is none of my concern. I'm Santa. All I got to do is just take care of my reindeer. <laughs> yeah. Like, like what I said earlier, like there's stuff that seems like they're just telling you the movie. Like, like, yeah, that's such lazy writing. That is like what the description of the character would be between lines in a script. Right. Like, it'd be like, it'd be like Mike McGavin, uh, ex-detective, ex-store detective. You know, I mean, it's a direction. It's like if I'm talking right. to you. And I go, okay. so you know how to act, react. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay, Hogan. Your motivation here, you're not a detective anymore. Okay. You're not even a store detective anymore. Okay. That's none of your concern. All right. You're Santa. Okay. All you got to do is <laughs> take care of your reindeer. Like, it's a direction. <laughs> yeah. It's like his fucking dialogue. It's just so weird. 
So we now know he's ex-detective, ex-store detective, now store Santa, Mike McGavin, and a recovering alcoholic. Uh, so then back at the house, Grandpa's German elf crew rolls in. Uh and I didn't take a whole lot of notes to the scene. Basically, just all these old like German dudes rolling, scared German guys talking about elves, the old know. German elf crew. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and they say something like, the gang "When there's together. no more room in hell, the hills will rock the earth." I think I've heard Very that original. before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They give Grandpa some red crystal thing. I'm not really sure what it, what it it's is. It's like a half of a thing. It's like the the scarab in Aladdin. <laughs> oh. It works only if the two pieces are yeah. together. Touch only the lamp. It's like the best friend necklaces I bought you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I didn't buy you those. But what if I did? No, I, <laughs> um, and, uh, I thought it was a cock ring. <laughs> oh. And she's like, Should I it's take your it granddaughter, isn't it? She is the most important person on earth. The new order or whatever. <laughs> you know she's he... the one who will give birth to the new order. Whoa. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Dr. Scott from Rocky Horror. Yes, totally. Her grandfather? Um, <laughs> ever since he was young, uh, all he wanted. <laughs> yeah, that guy. So then after the grandpa scene with his old German homies, the elf crew, <laughs> uh, the German elf crew, then we go back to the diner and some creepy looking dude spying on Kirsten. I think it's one of the creepy German guys. Uh, and their friends roll up and they're like, all set. Remember, 930 back door. Dude, and she's manhandling those donuts. Dude! Yep. <laughs> the word, I used the word note. manhandling. Oh, yes. And then I put Hogan, because I know Hogan has some definite ideas about donuts, and I wanted to know how you felt. Like, would you eat a donut that you saw someone do that Fuck to? no. <laughs> You're at Donut Hut, and he drops the donuts. You wouldn't be a, and he was like, you can have them for free. You wouldn't Dude, take them? He's, she's doing more than that. It's right here. She's getting all fucking willy-nilly with them. <laughs> One of her friends picks it up and sniffs it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that she just drops them. Yeah. She doesn't, I mean, look, if you're going to drop them, that's one thing. Okay, at least, like, try to display them properly again. Yeah. You know, there's just, she just doesn't fucking care. <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter, because she's not keeping any of the money she's Here, making. Here, look, Sniff. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and in the background is when we first see this one the dude German just dude. lurking yeah. around. Uh, and so, yeah, so they're fixing to sneak in to the department store for a slumber party slash bone session with their boyfriends. Maybe not Kirsten, because she's a virgin. She's saving it, but... Uh, so then for after, some elves. Yeah. <laughs> then after that, uh, we go back to our boy Mike, and he's heading out for the night. And as he's on his way out of the department store, we see him put some tape over the lock. Oldest trick in the book. Which we yeah. know is because he uh, you know, got evicted from his fancy trailer. He wants to crash. <laughs> he's going to just fucking squat in the department <laughs> store in the uh, Santa break room. <laughs> yeah, right. dress room he's like Rudy sleeping underneath the bleachers in Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. Like, How are you going to explain that you're there? I mean, they found people like that. Like, there was a dude they found living in a mall somewhere. He was living in there for like a year or two. <laughs> You ever hear about these stories? No. I mean, I know that kind of shit happened. Yeah, dude. I'll get more information. I should have looked that up. I just didn't have a lot of time. I literally watched this before. Let's I just came focus here. on that for the next episode. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> people awesome. living. No movie. Just, yeah. No. There. Uh. I. I know there's a story like that where like there's people who thought like their house was haunted and they really thought it was haunted because it was like shit like somebody living in the attic and then they yeah. found Gary but, Busey living <laughs> in the walls. But, no, but it was shit, hide her like, in the house. Check yeah. it out. It was shit where like things would be moved in the home. Yeah. Um, like 
like dishes would be in different cupboards or like items like from one room would be in a different room like just weird shit mysterious upper deckers in the toilet <laughs> wouldn't you think wouldn't you think if you were living in somebody's house like and you didn't want them to know you'd be pretty keen on where shit came from and that I think might if you're be your living thing. in squaring someone's house unbeknownst to them something's already off of the anyways we're like I, you know you might you probably think it's super straight but like uh, there's people like they really are like our place is fucking haunted they've been contacting people they're like they all became like believers and stuff and then eventually they had like a security uh they set camera try to capture ghosts or whatever <laughs> and they fucking saw this dude come out of this big chute they had that was for their like vents that went up to like their old act that was like drywalled off and he was like fucking coming down the chute and getting out in their house and doing shit. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> but like there's probably been times where you like walked right past him in the night and didn't realize he was standing right there. Right. I mean, I guess it's it's less terrifying because he didn't kill you. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> maybe. Yeah. But maybe he thought about it. It might get you get some PSD or PTSD. <laughs> yeah. PSD. I think you'd have to move. Yeah. I don't think I'd get over that. I don't think I'd live in another house ever again. <laughs> Just a concrete block yeah. somewhere. Yep. An Airstream trailer yep. that's for sale now. Yeah. Haggerty couldn't keep <laughs> up the payments. Uh, so that was a fun little sidetrack thing. Um, I would have said, I don't know how he afforded a carton of smokes after he got evicted from his trailer, but back then a carton of smokes was like 10 bucks yeah. at the most. Hey, there's there's a tobacco shop in the department store he's lifting them from now, too. Yeah, so right. a sweet deal. Like, man, ever since Santa started working here, fucking cigarettes are just vanishing. <laughs> it's always camels. Um, But yeah, so then after he tapes the door and he heads out, uh, then Kirsten gets off work and she goes to leave and she is going to tape the lock, too, since we know her and her friends are going to break in for the bone session. But right before she leaves, we do get a brief clip of some elf vision some letting us know el- that the elves are around. Elf vision? <laughs> elves are in the department. Yes. <laughs> um, but she then discovers that the lock has already been taped, and she's like, huh, because I don't need to tape it. Yeah. Um, and then we see our boy Mike, uh, or can we call him Santa Mike, or just want to call him Grizzly Adams? <laughs> I'm, I'm good with Santa Mike. I'm good with any of the... Dan. Haggerty. I'm going to call him Dan. Haggerty Mike, Santa. <laughs> big <Yeah>. big Dan. <laughs> um, So he's heading to the library to look for some books on occult symbols. and Because he, re- he says he remembers there being a book yeah. there. And it's good because he, uh, when he's talking to the librarian, he's like, uh, I'm, I'm looking for a book on occult symbols. And she's like, they'll be in occult sciences, section 666. <laughs> yeah. And in his response, he goes, are you kidding me? That's got to be a joke. <laughs> Which is just, you know. Yeah. Again, like, kind oh, of a self-aware you, moment. telling us it's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get I, did I thought it was like a kind of a stupid fourth wall moment. Yeah. Where sort of like letting us know that they know it's ha- we're having fun. It, but, Trying oh, to brace us for what's coming. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> and the girls, we cut back to the girls and me like breaking in to, you know, the, uh, the department store with some 40s. And one of the first things anyone suggests is to go to the lingerie section, which is pretty good. Yeah, I was like, I got forties. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. I made a note about this, and I want to get your guys' opinion because we were having a discussion at home while we were watching it. Okay. Do you think white lingerie is the new black lingerie? Nah, I'm more likely to show stains and just gross stuff and look dirty. I no, want no, no. I don't clean. mean in real life. I just mean in movies. I, it seems to me anymore. I'm starting to see more and more of the <laughs> bad girls playing. Or girls playing the bad girls wearing white lingerie. Examples. I don't know. 
<laughs> I can't give you something on top of my head. No. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> That's fucking true. Yeah. I, I no way. I haven't noticed it, way. but I will keep my eyes open going forward. You're saying modern films? Yeah. Okay. It's a prediction. I'll keep an eye on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then Mike arrives home, and by home, I mean the department store. The hang in Santa's break room, uh, where he appears to be squatting. And... Uh, by the chalk outline. Yeah. And he's <laughs> where someone died yesterday. Well <laughs> I love he's smoking cigarettes and highlighting passages from his AA book. And it's the most basic <laughs> bitch. So he appears to be like in the middle of the book. Oh, we're right here now. And I you were gonna say the middle of the carton. He's just <laughs> saying powerless. Huh. <laughs> highlight? Like, highlight. Yeah, it's just like they that I'm pretty sure the powerless line is like on the first page. <laughs> If it's not on the first page, it's definitely the first chapter because that's the basis for the entire way they try to trick you into religion is by giving up your powers to a higher power. That's the thing. But what's the higher power? They say it doesn't have to be elves. Uh, yes, Nazi elves, my oh, friend. Yeah. Wait, I thought they were just Germans. The elf crew. Yeah, it's the elf uh, crew. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. But yeah, I think that part's pretty fun. But he, so he's just smoking Highline Passion's AA book, and he hears the girls giggling, and he goes to check on it. And uh, Kirsten has a new, and this is like when they cut back to the girls. Kirsten's like, "I have a new name for the group: Masters Without Slaves." <laughs> yeah, and then we get some elf vision. <laughs> then we just saw. It. Oh, you no, could actually see an elf. An elf yeah, cause in the room we with see him, Mike like wandering to go look at the girls, and there's like an elf from behind. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like he was just about to get him or something. Uh, and he's creeping around. They would be able to smell that cigarette from there. I think you could but probably still smoke people, in the mall at this yeah, point. I, I wouldn't be shocked. But even still. Well, they were smoking in the diner. So like, yeah. you know. I was a night janitor of Valley West Mall for a year and a half. And you could smoke in the mall, but only at night. And you wouldn't smell <laughs> it in the morning. I guess yeah. there's a lot of space for it to dissipate. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like a department. I mean, I'm talking like the you know the the main hub you could smoke in, but like you probably wouldn't be able to smoke in the stores. I feel like you'd be you know damaging the goods. Yeah, you could be right. Well, that's what I mean. Like he, he wasn't that far away, and even like in that last scene, I might, or it might be the next one where it pans up. You can hear his boots. He's wearing like heeled boots. <laughs> yeah, they're clippity clopping down. <laughs> yeah. I like that. This is the thing that you can't suspend your disbelief for in this movie. <laughs> yeah, like fucking girls want to smell the cigarettes. Well, it's like it, it's like in Vietnam movies where they're sneaking around, and there's always the guy smoking the cigarette, like looking around, walking real slow, smoking a cigarette. It's like, dude, you can smell that cigarette from like a half mile away out <laughs> yeah. here. Because nothing else would smell like it, <laughs> like without even if you're being as quiet as a kitten, even as quiet as Andromeda Yo, or whatever the fuck cat the cat's name is somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so then Santa Mike and the girls make an agreement to not rat on each other, and uh, as long as they don't break anything, steal anything, <laughs> or bother him, <laughs> and don't feed me after midnight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, back at... <laughs> or he turns into a puma. Dude, there's so oh, many yeah. there's so many fucking storylines already going on in this movie. That would have been a fucking awesome one to throw in there. Yeah, like that's and why all he's of a sudden some weird... He ate a piece of beef jerky, you know? Because the clock's broken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, it's like something it's a gremlins play. It, I mean, like the title and the marking for it looks like it's going to be a gremlins exploitation movie, but it's not. Oh, for yeah. sure. You know? Um 
Yeah, like, a like you think Gremlins, you're fight Ghoulies, Ghoulies, the little creature movies. Yeah. Critters. Oh. <laughs> Critters 2 is my jam. Yeah? I just, I, just, I don't know why Critters 2 is just so... I like Ghoulies 2 more than I like Ghoulies 1. I think it's just more fun at the carnival. <laughs> than it is yeah. at the gas it's station. It's always more fun at the carnival. And like the weird like addition in the first one of the <laughs> like they really shoehorn in this whole kind of like satanic cult thing into the first one yeah. and the second one's more just like a fun monster Streamline. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> Simplified. See, that's why they removed the uh, don't feed Haggerty after midnight <laughs> <laughs> subplot yeah. in this movie. Keep it streamlined because yeah. this movie is just really. It was going to be two and a half hours long. Yeah. <laughs> and he was actually were, in a Santa Claus outfit in that that shit, but they had to cut it. They were going to yeah. do that in Elves Part Two, <laughs> right? <laughs> don't feed after midnight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or don't let him smoke after midnight. Yeah. Oh, that'd no be hard. No matter how much he begs, you left. Give him a card. Don't leave your lighter, dude. Out. He'd have to like Robitussin himself, <laughs> knock himself out because he can't be awake and not be smoking. <laughs> Oh man! That's and I've good. always wondered: is it after midnight and then sun up is fine, or is it like if you go to bed at what time zone? Like if you don't do it after, say you don't eat after midnight, but you decide you want to snack at like four thirty or five a.m. All right, what's the cutoff? Oh, what's like, the yeah. rollover? Like when yeah. can I feed them again? Yeah, yeah. It feels like it should be sun up. Would be the clarification on yeah, that? Probably. Otherwise, there would it's just chaos. <laughs> you know what? Fuck gremlins too. <laughs> too confusing. Um, yeah. So, so uh, after they make the agreement, we go back to Kirsten's home, and we get Grandpa and Mom discussing where she is, and uh, she's like, "Stay at Brooker Amy's." And then we cut to for the only no, they are dudes, not. We get the only appearance of their horny guy friends they've talked about a couple times. Uh. They talk about them in the opening scene when they're out in the forest, and they talk about the whole reason they're going to the department stores for the horny boyfriends meet up. And we get like maybe forty five seconds of them in the entire movie. And it's we kind get, of a bummer. I was looking forward to yeah. having more of them. Signature bro dudes goofing off, like talking about how they're gonna get lucky tonight. Kind of like boner jam dudes. Like they'd they'd be really fun to kill off one by one. Yeah. Like why didn't that happen? Like, like the, the guy that's just like grabbing his dick. Like <laughs> yeah, well, get them in the store. The door open, and he's like. <laughs> We need something like... Oh, he's like, we need a tire iron. He's like, you can use this tire iron. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can picture, like, them getting in the tents, and the guy goes out to get something, and now Elf stabs him in the head and falls in and then kills her inside the tent. Like, it, there's all this shit that could happen. It would happen. be fun to have more Elf violence in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so they're just banging, trying to get in, and then inside, the girls are debating which tents to bone the dudes in, and this is when we discover that Kirsten is a virgin, saving it for the right person, or Elf. And, uh... Then the guys start banging on the door to get in, and the girls call them because the tape. Because when Haggerty showed he up, the tapes, he, he took it off. I don't know yeah. if we had said that. So they're banging on the doors, and the girls like, "What horn dogs?" And then we cut to the door breaking down, and the dead body of one of the boys falls through, and the three German guys who were hassling Grandpa come in. And the beginning <laughs> of the annoying fucking alarm sequence, <laughs> which yep. fortunately they quiet. do actually quiet it down after a Unlike little bit. Unlike the brain, yeah, yeah. the brain. Then we were yeah. like, "What the fuck is going yeah, on here?" Like that was two, almost three minutes, if I remember. <laughs> I like so, that none of the girls when the alarm was going off to knew where their ears were. Apparently, yeah, it was just like all like of their, their temple. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so loud. <laughs> but I still need to actually be hearing what's going on. <laughs> uh, I need to hear my stage directions. <laughs> So she so she gets an elevator in her lingerie, uh, and then she's like, just going I'm going to show elevator. Dave what he wants or yeah. something. And then uh, she's in the elevator, and then it opens up, and she's very surprised to find three scary German dudes <laughs> instead of three boys. 
Uh, and then they get in the elevator with her, and she's Hello. like, oh my god, oh my god. And they proceed to, like, off camera, blow her brains out. We see the gun go to her head, and then it cuts to, like, you know, Santa some people smoking running, some cigarettes. Yeah. And it's like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. That's some cold shit. But you do see an aftermath we, shot. We do see, eventually, they reveal her uh, corpse. Yeah. And it's... Uh, so yeah, Santa Mike springs in the action after he hears the gunshot. He's smoking a cigarette. He goes down there and he finds Kirsten Heinen in sporting goods. And he gets behind the counter there and he grabs a gun. Then he starts opening fire on the Germans who are shooting at, you know. It's like all of a sudden we're in an action movie. Mm-hmm. All and of a sudden he's in a 1970s frontier film. He's got a heater in his mm-hmm. mouth and popping off shots over yeah. the counter. And did you catch the sign uh, underneath the gun rack here? Uh-uh. So there's a bunch of guns and there's a sign there that says gift ideas for mom. That's pretty awesome. Um, and he's in, but he goes, Jesus Christ, are these the guys you've been waiting for? (laughs) But that's when Brooke goes to run out of this thing and she goes to Elvair and it opens up and we see Amy's corpse and it's gnarly. It is, it is brutal as Nate mentioned. Do you want to describe her corpse, Nate? (laughs) I'm, yeah, it's all twisted on the ground. So she's got the white (laughs) lingerie on. Oh, and her yeah. legs kind of bent with her hands kind of flailed up with just like a huge puddle of blood. And it also looks like exploitation film quality. It's good. Um, I was just trying to figure out where we were if I was in the right spot. So, yeah, Brooke, the other friend, no, no, she's dead in the elevator. Mm-hmm. And written, then she runs into I a have room Mike full of mannequins. still smoking in yes. my notes so many times that it's like confusing. I don't know where yeah. I'm at. <laughs> Then that yeah, the elf is creeping amongst the mannequins. That's one of the creepy elf moments in the movie too. The two parts I think the elf actually is effective is when the boy wakes up and it's right in his face, mm-hmm. and then right here when she's in the mannequins, like in the room with the mannequins, because the way the shot's done, you don't even notice the elf's there at first until it like moves basically. Well, the continuity, the whole room's all these like things, and then she like <laughs> moves, she like leaves room and something like. And it's like, oh, that's just weird looking. Yeah. You know? The continuity with the elf is probably my biggest problem in the entire movie, right? Yeah, it's with like, the size. It's it's sometimes it's large because like you're talking when they're in there with the mannequins. It's the same size as the fucking mannequins, but yeah. then later on, it's only it's only two feet tall. They, oh yeah, they say constantly say two feet tall. Yeah, but like it's huge, huge. Let's see, then uh... uh, so then but then after she kind of leaves the room. The elf sees a Christmas play not uh, too different than like what you were talking about, right? Like, Where there's the like an actual silly looking elf, and he and this is like a weird because it seems like grim, like it's trying to be a like gremlinsy or something. It's like the elf is looking at the cartoonish elf, like the auto, the like little animatronic elf in the display. Yeah, and then like next time we see it, <laughs> it's like, wearing Brooke ends hat. up there. First, the first she's sitting there, she's hiding, and a little white teddy bear falls down. And instead of being like, "Where the fuck did that teddy bear come from?" she hugs it, like she's just, "Oh, I, oh, I needed I a do. hug with the teddy bear." Then she realizes that what dropped the teddy bear on her is this fucking two to this, six foot the, tall yeah, elephant turd yeah. with eyes. Yeah, <laughs> that, that now that, that is now embracing the Christmas spirit and has a knife. Its face is in shock, the, oh, like the, has the, the alien from Mac and Me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when yeah. It, when it whistles. <laughs> oh, for sure. I See, I think, it, like, the elf kind of looks like if the <laughs> monsters Rourke? from the gate look like shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. They're, they're kind of like, uh, like, they're trying to go for that kind of thing. Right. But they're like, we can only pay for one expression, one sculpt. <laughs> That's going to have to be it. Yep. 
We'll try to figure out a way to puppet it later, but then that didn't work out. <laughs> Just like a little hand. <laughs> yeah. It comes in and leaves the Russian. frame. It's very strange. Uh, yeah. But so, yeah, Brooke, of course, ends up there and the elf fucking stabs her to death. And there's that moment where, like, she's on the ground before she's dead and the elf is like, yeah. And, like, touches her cheek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then stabs the shit out of her. Taunting her. It's like, what's it going to do? Maybe it's a good, we're talking kind of about... Well, at this the, point, we don't know who's a virgin or anything. We don't necessarily know we that... We don't know what the rules are. Yeah, yeah. Or like are there what rules? It's about. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it has to happen at midnight. Yeah. Okay. Christmas um, Eve. This would be a good point, though, to talk about Ugh. the uh, the little bit of effect stuff I can find about this, because we're talking about how shitty it is and stuff. Um, or at times effective, at times not. Um, the, so I made up... There's a couple people note that it's sculpting on it. Excuse me. I drank that soda too fast. Uh, the sculptor of the elf using the close-up, like when it like is closer up on his face and looks kind of creepy like earlier, it's this guy named Ken Brilliant who uh, worked on the Coneheads movie. He nice. uh, did a lot of the alien design in the X-Files Fight the Future movie. I like that film. Um, uh, he worked on Street Trash and he worked on Spookies. And he was in the art department of Jurassic Park. Oh. So he actually ended up going on to do some cool stuff. Yeah. Um. But Still, me, that... Street Trash and Spookies being the coolest amongst those titles, <laughs> yeah. but all that stuff's cool. Um, but I mean, I look at it kind of like it's one of those things, too. It could be that then you actually had something like that on that's talented, but they just didn't have budget. Yeah, So right. it's like, this is all I can do, I guess. Yeah. Um, but MacGyver that shit. Then the other guy who, who created the uh, elf design, but didn't do this close up one. His name is Evan Campbell, and he worked on The Faculty, uh, Carpenter's Remake of Village of the Damned. And uh, the last of the Mohicans. Ah. <laughs> so there we go. That's all I can find for yeah. effects for this movie. <laughs> well, that's some good stuff. Um, but yeah. So then Kirsten. So post shootout, it's all done. Germans run off. Blah blah blah. Kirsten and Santa Mike or Grizzly Adams, Big Papa Dan. They find the body, and he notices another symbol. Then we cut the next day at the cops. Yeah, and then then it's just like the, you know, he's talking to him, just like oh talking to Dan Haggerty where he's like, you were the best cop on the force. You drank your way out of the job. Yeah. And then you drank your way out of that cushy security job. <laughs> and he walks him over to, he's not supposed to be there. He's in jail right now. The cops would get there, especially because of who he is and they know who he is. He would have been taken to jail. Um, but anyway, instead our, <laughs> it's more, you're I need part 24 of hours to solve this. Yeah. All right. You got 24 hours to yeah. solve the case. For himself. He's not even a cop anymore. Yeah. Like, how's hey, he? No. We'll give you 24 hours to solve it. He goes, is 24 hours enough? And he goes, I don't know if 24 hours yeah. is enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 He's like, what the fuck? Like, in that situation, you'd be thankful you're not going to jail. And you say, yep, 24 hours sounds great. And Hughes being like rudish to Kirsten. Oh, the manager. Which he yeah, has, he's an asshole. He has every right. To be upset or fire him. They, but her mom, it. okay, mom's a total bitch, but she says it later, and I one the one thing I agree with her on, and that's that they shouldn't have been there, and the reason, or the fact that they were there is why those people showed up, and it's why everything that happened happened and her friends got killed. It is all her fault. Yep. But she didn't know about any of this stuff, and Not her true. mom did, so actually, it's her fault. Mom's fault. Yeah. And even so Grandpa not a tried total to tell her not blame, to take the book and never go to the forest. Right. She done fucked up. Yeah. 
And um, then she says to them, it says, I'm sorry my friends bled all over your fucking store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, he ends up firing them both. Uh, and this Santa offers to drive her home. And she's like, thanks, Santa. Call me Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and then isn't there a shot because here where... vision here, I yeah. think. There's an elf that's just like eating a girl's fingers here. Yeah, yeah I, Becky's I, fingers. I, I couldn't tell if it's still supposed to be the mall or it's supposed to be like it's a morgue or what. But like he just like like it was I, the mall back at Kirsten's. Her mom isn't buying the story that Santa Mike tells him. And I mean, it does sound insane. But like Nate said, unbeknownst to us, the audience, she, she already knows yeah. what's really going on. So she should totally buy this. Right. Um, But then she calls the cops and Mike goes to leave. Because the cops are being called and his name where that shit going on. He's not going back to the slammer or whatever. <laughs> uh, and uh, Grandpa rolls. Roll, oh, yeah. We haven't mentioned Grandpa's. Uh, not that it matters, but Grandpa is handicapped. <laughs> he's in a chair. But he has. He just, just rolls up the mic real fast and went like, wait. Also, if you were an ex-Nazi war criminal and you were like hiding out in America, you wouldn't call the cops ever for any reason. Nope. <laughs> Because like you'd get con- sent back to Germany and uh, convicted for your war crimes because yeah. you're a piece of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fun but, fact for our listeners: Nazis are uh, the bad guys. Yeah. Just so you know, always have been, always will be. <laughs> um, but Mike, he Grandpa asked Mike to describe what they saw, and he, I think that's bringing to him like it was a two foot, you know, ninja troll. He's a ninja troll. I wish they would. Like, yeah. Uh, she says that. The she ninja says, troll. Oh yeah, she says something. Like, it's a ninja troll. Whatever. Maybe she <sighs> just says troll man or something. Uh, but. but Grandpa's like, I will protect my granddaughter. You cannot help. Um. <laughs> no, that was not. That was spot on. <laughs> it was at least as good as him. Um, and and then Grandpa w- then tells Kirsten, "There are many things about my past I have not told you, and about your destiny, the destiny that I am afraid." I have created for you. <laughs> and this is when uh, Haggerty leaves and he goes to the see college. this doctor at the <laughs> yes. college. And it's the first time in the movie that someone tells him not to smoke. <laughs> and he does not stop. <laughs> yeah. He, he apologizes. Just holds, he, he says, oh, I'm sorry about that, too. And he holds it sideways like he's not smoking it. And the second she turns away, he just hits it again. Well, it was great about too is like he's definitely in the wrong here because uh, like he just runs into this girl. Like I think we're supposed to think this is a college campus, right? Yeah. And he just fucking runs right in this girl, and it's like you know she drops her trapper keeper and her books and her folders and everything. Yeah. And she's like picking up. He doesn't offer to help or anything. He just stands there smoking sorry. and watching her. Dude, pick his it hands up. are full. And that's yeah. when she's like, and you can't smoke in here. And he's like, oh, sorry about that too. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then while she's doing it, he then he's like, hey, do you know where I can find Doctor Fitzpatrick? And she's like, well, he he'll be in the library. And he's like, can you show me where the library is? And yeah. She points. He's like, thanks. And he just walks away smoking. Yeah. Oh hey, Merry Christmas! Oh, he does, he says Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It is a Christmas movie. Uh, so then he goes to the library, and the doctor tells him about one of the symbols, you know, and the symbols attributed to elves, and it's kind of <laughs> like a like a hook with an X yeah. under it. This guy's like Jack Black's father, right? Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, and he knows right where to go. He goes yeah, up he, a spiral staircase, insists that Haggerty comes with him, and then he's smoking a pipe anyway. There's so apparently yeah, you can smoke in here. Yeah. So yeah. Just, that was, he hasn't stopped anyway. He, he's just ashing wherever, I guess. 
That's just burning. He just ashes on the floor. All the books at this school just reek of tobacco smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he finds that book with the... Dude, he shows him a book that's a picture of some elves just having some sex with a human Double teaming a chick. Yeah. The doctor goes on to tell Mike that the Nazis were big into the elves. Yeah. Um, And he's... (laughs) This is another one that great lines me. You know, if you could ignore their brutality... You'd have to say they were just a bunch of crackpots. <laughs> <laughs> but then he only knows so much. Yeah. He needs to go see another doctor. Professor O'Connor. He's uh, way more up to date with the Nazis that's than Dr. his field. Yeah. And he happens to just be cutting his turkey <laughs> yeah. for Christmas this is, dinner. This whole thing's incredible. So he's just like, where could I find him? He's like, well, he's probably at his house, you know, having Christmas dinner with his family. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, can I get the address? And then, like, we uh, uh, <laughs> we go back to Kirsten's house, and Grandpa's doing some weird stuff with that mysterious glowing magical crystal. They never really quite tell us what he's doing with it. They just show him a few times playing with it. He's, like, putting a crucifix on it. Yeah. It's glowing. He wraps it in some sort of cloth. Mm-hmm. But why? Like, blessing it, maybe. It's Marcellus Wallace's soul. Oh, yeah. dude. <laughs> Does he look I think like the, a bitch? <laughs> I think it's the loot from Reservoir Dogs is in the suitcase, personally. Oh, no way. Because uh, Vincent Vega is the brother of Michael Madsen's character from Reservoir Dogs. So there is actually family relation that they would be part of the same thing. And there was going to be a movie called The Vega Brothers, but then they canceled it. And it's like the script was written in the late 90s. I would watch them. They've been tight. Yeah. Matson and Travolta being those two characters as brothers just fucking shit up. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Hey. I like movies. Um, you know, I'm a member of Neighborhood Watch. Yeah. So yeah. Well, well, <laughs> but yeah, before he gets there, though, this is when. So Grandpa's doing the thing with the stone, right? Um, and then Mom confronts Kirsten and lets her know that the police confirmed her friends were indeed killed. And Kirsten's mom then drops a huge bombshell on her that her father isn't dead. Her father is in the living room. And his grandpa. Yes. It's a very soap opera-y kind of moment where it's like, you know. The air kind of goes out of the room. Like, because you're having so much fun with the scene in the library. And then like, oh, great. An incest plot line. That's fun. (laughs) 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 Like, um... Uh, Grandpa impregnated his own daughter when she was 16, which is fucking disgusting. Yeah. Um, and uh, the unexpected incest subplot, uh, just yeah, you're right. Earlier, that's what this is what Hogan was referencing earlier when I said I thought the cat thing was made the most creepy thing in the movie. But yeah, this is obviously very creepy. for sure. Incest is never a fun not a time. fan of it. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen a movie where I'm like incest. That's cool. <laughs> it wasn't cool in Blue Lagoon either. Like more movies <sighs> need this. Um, then we get, but then we get some fun back. Then Mike goes to Professor O'Connor's. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the little girl says, "Is that roast beast?" And the dad says, "No, honey, it's turkey." And then the Hispanic maid, who apparently can't communicate with the owner of the house, who embarrassingly says "policia" and shit over yeah, and over again about calling the he's cops. He's doing Spanglish for sure. And Haggerty says, "Just give me a minute, I'll." I can talk to you quicker than you'll be able to make her understand you, (laughs) which is harsh. He's like, fine, you have one minute. Yeah. I want to know the connection between the elves and the Nazis. And then he tells him the two lines of thought. Yeah. He says, uh, 
The Nazis experimented with elves as assassination teams. They're small, <laughs> easily hidden, vicious. They have magical powers so they can't be killed, and they will eat anything. The God. perfect weapon. <laughs> or the other school of thought is that they're a genetic experiment basically... <laughs> Use the host sperm that holds the seed of the master race. Oh, God. Yeah, they're experimenting with bringing a perfect human virgin with an elf on Christmas Eve to produce the master race. Yeah. Yeah, and Mike goes, wait, you mean like tonight? (laughs) (laughs) And then he, and then like, uh, he just leaves. It's like, dude, you figured out all this shit, but you can't piece together that tonight's Christmas Eve. Yeah, right. (laughs) And but then he says, Daddy, what's an elf? And he looks at her and says, Oh, yeah. It's, Daddy, <laughs> what's elves? Elves. Which is <laughs> the face the, he makes, the weird smile he makes is hilarious. It's, it's like, like a Twisted Sister yeah. video. <laughs> it's like, a, like I want to rock. Should start right after that. It's a really weird ass way to lay the titular line in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. she's definitely saying elves with an F. And he lets her know it's with a V, E S. Yes. Uh, then we get Grandpa telling Kirsten he's sorry about what he did and how he's now ashamed. The Says inbreeding took, was I, planned to make the perfect woman for the master race elf experiment. Does it? He says I took no pleasure in it, but it's like Grandpa. Okay, so whether you took pleasure in it or not, it's like. You had to create her so she could get tag teamed by some elves as her first sexual experience in life. Yeah. Fucking real cool, dude. Like, that's going to ruin your life just that. <laughs> well, and <laughs> I think he even tries to say, like, and your mom didn't suffer. She was drugged and unconscious or something. Yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, the, <laughs> you're not making better. this any better. Kirsten's not. fed up with that yeah. shit. Yeah, dude. She runs out of the room and Grandpa screams, But Kirsten, I love you. You are beautiful like, and perfect. Beautiful. I, love perfect. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> that was a great Grandpa voice. Oh, man. Oh. Hey, it's Hogan from the Fright Zone, and I'm in a big fucking hole. While I'm down here, I figured I'd just say, thanks for listening. Yeah, like and subscribe. And if you're on social media, hit us up at Fright Zone Podcast on Instagram. Or drop us a line via email on our website. TheFrightZone.com. You know what's cool? The fact that you take time out of your busy day to listen to the Fright Zone podcast. Please take time to rate and review the show on Apple, iTunes, or wherever you listen to the show. You know what else would be cool? What? I can't hear you! Well, it would be cool if you could check out our new Patreon page, which you can find the link for on our website. Anything helps us to get Hogan out of this godforsaken hole, whether it be a rope, a ladder, or some kind of chain. And hurry, the defecation bucket is reaching maximum load capacity. Oh, God. And now, back to the program. Why are you guys making those noises? Help! And then Mom draws a bath and puts on some music and way too much lipstick. Dude, um, is this a stunt butt and a stunt boob? It feels like it is. I thought that, too. But then when they show her sploshing around in the front, it looks it like looks her. like her. I think when she climbs in, it's another woman. But then when they show when they the actually front. show her from the front, it's her. So why would the back be a different person? I don't know. Maybe she's got uh, a butt issue, butt dimples or something. Because <laughs> it was definitely like <laughs> butt you scars, lots little of Do not see her face, and her stature looks different. She looks shorter. Right. That lipstick scene. It just reminds me of like I can't, I'm trying to think. I of thought what. it would be like Wild at Heart. Like, where Laura Dern's mom me? keeps fucking putting it on. Yeah. 
I feel like it's in a bunch of movies. People like smear it all over their face. I can't remember any of them. Lene Quigley. Oh, sure. Yeah. How's my makeup? Is my makeup okay? Or is Night of the is Demons, my right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shortly before she just puts that lipstick up her nipple, yep. which blew my mind the first time I ever saw that movie. It's like, what in the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Um, uh, but yeah, mom clearly has some issues. What with the whole, you know, I'm pregnant by her own father thing and all. Um, which I think that's what we're supposed to get now. Or I think that scene's supposed to be like, oh, we get why she's cra- crazy now. Uh, and then we get some elf vision right there. Like, that's there, just right? how she takes a bath every night. <laughs> Because <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> she washes it off. Ride the lightning. But yeah, elf we, vision. The elf vision. See, I actually think I pushed it further because before that happens, we get the bomb scene. Oh, that's, that, oh I, yeah. I, I typed this out as I was watching it right okay. before I came yeah. here. So before the elves, the elves watching from outside when she draws the bath, then it cuts the mic. It cuts back to Mike. Yeah, yeah. And he pulls out like. <sighs> A Looney Tunes bomb. It's like red stick the? dynamite. And the radio or the bomb <laughs> yeah, is it, saying goodbye. It says Acme on it. I can't like it said the I could hear the song saying goodbye, and I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be coming from the bomb or the radio. But him let's just say Dan Haggerty's stunt double does a really good job at diving <laughs> out of the car. That wasn't him? No, nah, he's like fifty to hundred pounds lighter, this guy. <laughs> And uh, but then he goes to like just beating the shit out of the guy that planted the bomb, who for some reason is following right behind him. Well, I like the guy pulls up and like looking at the wreckage of the, you know, exploded car. Yeah, like and he's like, yeah, good Nazi work, guy. We got you. And then you know, Sanders beats the fuck out of him. Rich, this is the most confusing part. Does he take cyanide? Yeah, he definitely pops. Is that what it is? Yeah. Like if you quote unquote think you're one of the few people that are part of the master race you're gonna kill yourself that quickly yeah he can't prevent what's gonna happen yeah but the, and uh, is Haggerty saying something here like like oh no are you missing a tooth now yeah, like, how many like, teeth you got oh, left now how many you got left now sucker yeah <laughs> it's like what and then he just the guy's like fuck this I'm not losing any more teeth I'm a papa cyanide capsule the determining right? factor in whether or not this is a stunt double is it's all in the hair yeah, it's definitely a wig. Yeah, at some point that the the rear view is wig. Mm-hmm. The cut's too perfect. The director's like her butt just looks too old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah. So then mom's enjoying the bath while Kirsten and her little bro are hanging in her room, and then the elf enters the bathroom and throws the stereo in the bathtub, electrocuting the shit. That's out. That's way too close. Regardless of if an elf's gonna knock it in, you should not have. A radio that's plugged yeah, into the wall yeah. that regardless close. Regardless of elves. Bouncing on a fucking... <laughs> yeah. Bouncing on a stool. You may or may not have an elf problem. <laughs> Still, do not put the radio on a table next to a bath. Yeah, so I've done a portable TV, and Andrew and I have talked about this. He's wheeled TVs into bathrooms and stuff. But where I've set a TV-VCR combo on the toilet, but it's like three feet away right. from the bath. And it would be very as hard as for you don't think an elf's going to run in and fucking throw it in there. <laughs> yeah. It should be good. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so, but, I mean, it's possible. I've seen it happen. I don't know. You might have a guy living in your attic that'll just jump down and throw it in there real quick. (laughs) And there's more, like, non-realistic face washing where she's just got this, like, nasty-looking rag. It looks like it smells like a wet sock. (laughs) Rubbing it, like, deep into her eyes. It a wet sock. (laughs) It's, in fact, a wet sock. I do think, however, even though we've made two jokes now about face washing... 
I do think women spend more time washing their face than men, and I don't know why that is. Like, if they think they can wash the wrinkles away or something. <laughs> like the shot that I mean, I like would argue they wear makeup. Yeah. So they wash their face more because of They're that. cleaning the makeup. That makes sense. Right. Okay. I don't, I don't know. know. I've never thought about it that deep. <laughs> so, yeah. There's also, what are you I always mean, doing in there? Washing your face. Why are you washing your face? We do live in a society where there's much more like washing stuff marketed to women, even on TV. Right. Different like, get this, kinds of soaps young. just for your face. Gets rid of wrinkles. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot more of that. It's not like men. You need to wash those wrinkles. No, they just, Keep your face no, looking they're young, just, Their advertisements are like, get this soap for your balls. Yeah, wash your sack. Yeah, Shave yeah. your the face. Dr. Squatch stuff. Be a man. Or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's either that or dick pills. Mm-hmm. That's what, see. I need to get that reduction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before I get, start looking at pills. Uh, <laughs> um. But I'd say when she's being electrocuted, and they show a shot of the the elf at the end of the bathtub, and he's like, gone, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like head banging. It's like that's weird. Yeah. Um. But then Sam Mike arrives just you know as the as she's being electrocuted, the power goes out in the house. Um. He goes, "How's mom?" Dude, he's gonna be okay. She's gonna be okay. Great line, yeah. They, so like Sam's like, let's go look, let's go check on your mom. And you know, they they go in the bathroom, and Kirsten goes, Is she all right? And Haggerty says, She's gonna be okay. She'll be all right. We gotta get out of here. Come on, she'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's twitching out in the tub from little that electrical sim- that pulses. Little elf demon symbol things painted on the bathtub and yeah. blood. Uh and then Grandpa then tells them that the elf and the Nazis won't hurt her. And he can show them how to defeat the elf. Revelations is a very frightening story that commences tonight at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. Apparently, once she, uh, what's going to happen at midnight is an elf is going to impregnate her. And then she will give birth to the Antichrist. Which I know they're saying a master race earlier, then all of a sudden they say something about the Antichrist. Right? Yeah, which is like, a oh, totally different like train of thought. Like, But that's okay, whatever. Uh, again, I mean, maybe s- the Antichrist is an elf. <laughs> maybe. Uh, so it's not super soldiers. And they're kind of like, what? Well, I don't believe this. And he's like, I'll show you how. And he's like, and he shows, like, it's not her uh, version of Anti-Christmas and how the Art Deco boobs from earlier, which are just lines. He just Easily. draws two lines. It makes swastikas on her boobs. Yeah. <laughs> like, see? <laughs> Pretty see? easily. Your dream comes from your deepest being. It is inside you. <laughs> you know how to do it. Kill the elf! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the crystal, they find, we finally get uh, the knowledge. The crystal is called an elf stone, but he doesn't get much of a chance to explain to his daughter, not his granddaughter, his daughter, yeah. how to kill the elf with it. As this is when his old German elf crew shows up, who we no, now know our German Nazi we, elf crew. We did miss a good line oh. before that. There's a line where it's right when they they get back to that room, <laughs> and Kirsten's standing behind Willie, and Willie looks up oh, at her and are says, we gonna okay? Are we going to be okay? And she goes, No, Willie. Gramps is a Nazi. That's <laughs> 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 great. Oh, so as soon as the, the German elf crew shows up, um, Santa Mike opens a can of whoop ass on him, and uh, surprisingly, he's not smoking. That would take him to the next level if he'd been just ripping his cig yeah. between punches and stuff. It's probably like behind his ear under his hair. <laughs> See, they just showed, they just showed that he was like, it's Nazi killing time, just sizzling, <laughs> you know. Uh, 
Grandpa pulls a gun on the Nazis at some point in this little highly choreographed fight scene. It's very, very. Uh, you can if you've watched action movies, you've never seen a fight scene quite like this. Like, were they there to but, videotape the elf rapes? Oh yeah. I mean, he walks. He's like, here she is, Kirsten. It's yeah. Like the whole yes. video camera. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's got the, on the a, bed. It's got a bright light on the front. Oh man. Uh, but Grandpa pulls a gun on them. But you know he is still sitting in that wheelchair, so like he shoots one Nazi in there. Well, the one like, other guy commands the other guy like go kill him, kill him, yeah. And so he dies going to do the thing that they, he was said to he needed to yeah, do. They just throw his ass out of the chair though, yeah. and then they take the gun from him and shoot him. <laughs> Everyone's very disposable at this point in the film. Yeah, because we got like we they're got, running like, out a, of tape. Yeah, like, they yeah. really need to start knocking. I mean, them at this out. point, there yeah. is about ten minutes left tops in this movie. It's like the whole end of the movie just happens really fast from this point forward. You're kind of like, whoa, what? Yeah. Uh, um, but Santa tells the kids to run, or Mike Grizzlyam's where he tells them to run, and uh, and they do, but foolishly they leave the elf stone behind, which is insane because they're like, he's like, run, and there's a shot of Kirsten just looking over at the stone, and then she just leaves without him. Like, what the fuck? Just grab it, <laughs> Kirsten. Uh, and like honestly, like it wouldn't have. Like ruined this ending and all. Like it's that. Like that's the least exciting part of the ending. Is like, well, now go back and get it. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Uh, so, uh, Mike lays out like all the Nazis, all but one of the Nazis, who then leaves to pursue the kids. And uh, Kirsten, her bro Willie, uh, they end up where it all began out in, in the woods. <laughs> out in the woods, where she cut her hand open. And it's suddenly, this- her hand's wound returns. The cut's back. I was going to say, where the Sisters of Anti-Christmas held their ritual. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or the Masters Without Slaves, or the Unholy Trio, whatever you yeah. want to call I think Sisters of Anti-Christmas is the best It's item. pretty funny. And then she gets her foot stuck in the hole, I think, that the elf came out of, which is funny. Yeah. Uh, and the other Nazi shows up, and he's like, oh, don't be afraid. I'm here to help you. I love you. you. I love you. Love you more than anything. <laughs> You're beautiful. Yeah. You're perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like the same shit Grandpa was saying. Uh, like they're so if these guys all been like way into her this whole time, I mean she is the perfect, yeah, human. <laughs> and then I, what I thought here was that they probably had her twist her ankle because they could not think of how to make that puppet look like it was running. Yeah, yeah. So they were like they had the foot cam you can slowly just, and then they had the like the one facial expression like how are we gonna make it look like it's chasing her through the woods? I know we'll just have her twist her ankle. Dude, but <laughs> and then she's easily taken by the elf. It's incredible here, though, when he suddenly gets shot the first time. Like, you know, I thought it was going to like pan over because the Nazis like telling her like, "Oh, you're beautiful," you know. And he gets the Nazi gets shot, and I thought they're going to be like, "Oh, it's Mike. He's here." Yeah. Or oh, Willie got the gun. No, th- nope. they cut to the elf holding <laughs> the gun. And it looks so ridiculous. He's <laughs> <laughs> holding the little like, what is that that little German gun called? Oh, a, a Luger. It's a Luger, right? Yeah. It looks like a little Luger. Yeah. Well, I think it's the Grandpa's Luger. Yeah. It's that just makes hilarious sense. The elderly, yeah. From the vol. Um, and then Kirsten tells her brother to go get the crystal from the study. So then he runs off into the woods. So we get footage of him running through the woods again. As the elf slowly, as Nate just described, slowly just Muppet style yeah. walks over there. <laughs> just gets over there. Um, and then he starts just like feeling her up. And, uh, but as he's filling her up, he gets distracted by a bug he sees. Right, like how he, he got distracted earlier by the mouse. He picks it up and he ow, eats it. <laughs> and then suddenly they show his ha- little hand holding another one. He like offers it to her. And she's like, no, thank you. Yeah, it's like his romantic gesture. <sighs> yeah. They fuck. Yeah. A little fuel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Would you care to share this beetle with me? <laughs> um. So Willie makes it back to the house where he finds Dan just kind of like... <laughs> And this is the last time we see Dan. It's like it's, yeah. like, it's not clear. Like, did he get shot? Or like, yeah, it seems just, like he's barely hanging out. Or maybe he's just really out of breath because he's a heavy smoker. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like I've done like, what I, I can't fucking run this to your sister. You're gonna yeah. have to run this. I've really. done what I can do to help. Here's he's, the crystal. He says such a nice way. He's like he's like here, get this to your sister. She needs it. Go, buddy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then little bro arrives back the scene just time to give Kirsten the stone. Um, and uh. She then has a vision of her drawing. This is that was the fucking device you said he advertised that <laughs> oh killed the, people. The, or the PMPIMI. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is the scene they had the PMPI on and it just <laughs> fucked up the camera because I have no idea what the fuck was going on. Yeah, I, I know it's the drawing, but it's so I, mean, I can like, hear. I kind of know trees. now. <laughs> having seen yeah. having seen the whole thing, but when I saw it, I was like. Why isn't it showing more of like what's going on? It's just like yeah, it's a weird blur and like the drawing and stuff. And I looks- have a weird feeling that this actress was not comfortable with the scene that they wanted to shoot. Huh? <laughs> I know what you're saying. I don't know. Oh, the fuck scene. Yeah. Well, like- <laughs> she has to have yeah. sex with the elves. <laughs> yeah. Like she's like, I'm not doing that. It's this like, no, looks horrible. Come on. Um, It'll be fun. <laughs> you can tell people about it. <laughs> like, how do you convince somebody to do that when, it, like, you know? It's the, uh, yeah, it's it's insane. It, uh, but she crawls over to the hole in the ground and shoves the crystal in it, and then an explosion occurs. But the explosion is more like just like a hundred sparklers going off at once. Mm-hmm. You left out a huge part. What is it? Where she says "Yippee ki yay, motherfucker"? <laughs> no, it's. I mean, you can cut this out, or I can say F-bomb. You didn't hear that? No. I watched it on YouTube. I don't Before have she slams oh, yeah. the crystal in the hole, she says, die, you little F-bomb, <laughs> which is the second one in the movie, if you include the one of the bros. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I did not hear that. But yeah, she, so she says that. Yeah. yeah. And then she shoves the crystal in the ground, and sparklers go off. And then uh, they show like a blurry image of the elf like melting. I think maybe that's another thing where it's like that scene could have looked really cool and yeah. we don't know because it's filmed so poorly. They were melting into each other. <laughs> maybe um, they, they, they show that. And then it's like, mm. she like, crawls back towards her brother and then like fades the black and it comes back. It's like the next day. It's like, what happened? And the entire oh. fucking forest is burnt down. But they're like, it's snowing. And then it's like, because it, earlier in the movie, she said that oh, that's hope, what she wanted for Christmas from Cocaine yeah. Santa. <laughs> was that she wanted some snow, which is funny because he was into cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so she says, like, oh, it's snowing. And then it fades to black and we hear a heartbeat and it shows like a weird elf fetus. Yeah. Like and just, then the credits roll. Boom, 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 so, boom, but, boom. so that's why I was confused. It's like, because. I mean, the back of the box implies there's at least two. And there are scenes where I feel like there's more than one. but That picture on the back of the box looks better than the elves look in the entire movie. Oh, yeah. Definitely. They're lit incredibly well. But know, take another look. What I was thinking is the elf did the deed quickly while... Oh, so now he's a premature Peter? Well, I was thinking like he did it while... I'm pumping out. I was thinking it happened... <laughs> Merry Christmas! Maybe when yeah. when uh he wasn't there, when when he ran back to the house and stuff, because like... If she needs the crystal or the stone to defeat the elf, how do we know that she couldn't pass up advances or something when the kid was running to the house and back? 
Right. Because there's still time that she's like, oh, well, give me the stone. Like, she could have been bewitched or something. Because sure. it doesn't seem plausible that it happened after she, she fucking, you know, nuked the forest like the predator. Yeah. You know? But for them to get that close where they're like in the woods at midnight, Christmas Eve, yeah. the elves are there and she's there. And for it to not to have gone down is like less plausible. Yeah. Or it's more plausible that it did go down than it didn't. Yeah. They have such incredibly sharp teeth and fingers. Why do they have weapons throughout the entire yeah, film? Yeah, they could just be using they couldn't those. do anything with them. <laughs> the other thing on another time constraint issue is like, so if it ha- has to happen at midnight, is that that the bust needs to occur at exactly the stroke, no pun intended, of midnight? <laughs> or does the sex just have to start Around midnight, and then when does it stop? Yeah, when the sun well, comes and now up. We're, and yeah. now we're right back to the Gremlins talk. What's the fucking rule around this midnight there has thing? To be. What time zone is it? I feel like as long as you start, you have one before minute. midnight, and you finish by twelve oh five. You know, somewhere there. So there's obviously a lot of amazing lines in the movie. What's your favorite line? Oh, is that not? Uh, I, I so I did love the no Willie Gramps is a Nazi line. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, but I feel like you could play anybody the scene where he says, "I'm your fucking," or she says, "I'm your fucking sister," and he says, "Yeah," and you've got big fuck or fucking big tits. Not sorry, it's even funnier that it's fucking big tits <laughs> yeah. instead of big fucking tits. <laughs> Correct. And I'm going to tell everyone that I saw them. But now knowing that Greg couldn't even hear the other one, that one's pretty great, too. The mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, fuck you. Mom says she's giving me all your money, so fuck you. Like, why would, he, <laughs> why would she be giving him all the money? I just like how foul-mouthed the kid is. Yeah, it's like sleepaway camp. It's just really, like, oh, foul-mouthed. Yeah. That whole exchange is good. I really do just love that. I'm not a detective anymore. Not even a store detective anymore. <laughs> this is none of my concern. I'm Santa. All I gotta do is just take care of my reindeer. <laughs> like, He's been working there for less than a it's day. It's so funny. Like him just saying all that to himself while like looking at the chalk outline smoking cigarettes <laughs> after he got pissed on by a kid. Everything about it is yeah. just so funny to me. It'd be even funnier if it was a stage direction and he said it anyway and they're just like leave it in. <laughs> Fuck it. That was great. Like brilliant. We're getting some free Haggerty. Or he improv that. They're like, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I knew there's a reason we hired you, Dad. Here's your card and the smokes for the day. And of course, the elves. Elves. Oh, yeah. this, this movie is just really funny. I You're- think if if you are into horror movies or even just any kind of movies and you're looking for a new Christmas <laughs> film this year... It's on YouTube, Greg said. Just watch it's it on, on YouTube. YouTube. It's going to, you know, you don't have to spend any money. You don't have to support the creators in any way. <laughs> I mean, but you couldn't if you wanted to. That's the thing that sucks about, yeah. like, dead lost movies is that, like, even if you wanted to, like, do something to help show that you gave a shit about it, like, you can't. Like, if you buy a copy of the VHS tape for 30, 40 bucks off somebody, you're just giving that money to that dude. Hell yeah. It's not like he's sending a cut to. Jay Jackson or whatever the fuck. The state of Dan Haggerty. Jeff Mandel. <laughs> I found a one star review. What's your well, what, what before you go there? What's your favorite line, Hogan? Uh, my favorite line is "Life's a bitch, Eddie. First you're Santa and then you die." <laughs> wow, that is a good one. Favorite killed the movie. Then follow up question for you, Hogan. Uh, man, I don't know. I guess the Santa is pretty great. What about you, Nate? 
it has to be the best one, doesn't it? I mean, Probably. it's the one you yeah. see the most. Yeah. I'd say that's the most fun kill, the crotch stabbing. But the most effective was the animal violence cat drawing for me. Because that, that kill was like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, it just took a different turn. I was, the bathtub I just, scene is like semi-believable, too. Like, yeah. it's not completely bad. You get a headbanging elf. <laughs> yeah. I think that when, if we're talking kills for this film, the biggest one is the missed opportunities. Uh, it's not that hard to like... You know, especially if it's those like Nazi dudes that have their Lugers, just shooting the boyfriends outside would have yeah. been sweet. Mm-hmm. Just like walking up, just being like blam, blam, blam. When like, there's being super dark, about getting late. Oh, oh, get off-camera death. The the girl in the white lingerie though is pretty fucking intense too. Well, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, well, there's a real sense of terror when she's like, "No oh, God!" When they put the gun to her head. The- yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, do you want to read this review online? Before we give our frights, then or after? Uh, I don't care. Just wow. do it before. It's a it's Go a it. it's a one star. Give it give it the review, then we'll, we'll. And and this guy, he had a lot of shit to say. I just oh shit. I just took the the last the cream part, of the crop. The last part of what he said. Overall, I fully recommend against watching this film. Oh. If you have a copy of it for some reason, I recommend burning it and burying the remains in an empty lot and never looking Whoa. back. It is too ridiculous, but if you insist on checking it out, watch it with some friends, or at least with someone who's entertaining. Just in case you get the urge to kill yourself, they can talk you out of it. <laughs> oh, Did wow. he fuck this guy's wife or something? Dude, know. raw dog dare like, on Christmas. <laughs> While smoking a carton of cigarettes. Yeah, I did it. not feel like that at all. <laughs> no. So I want to get this copy away from that review so it does not get <laughs> yeah. buried in a lot. <laughs> well, if you didn't feel that way about the review, out of five frights, what would you give it, Hogan? I gave it a three because I had a lot of fun watching this with somebody, mm-hmm. and that's exactly how I would do it again. Um, there's just so much going on, and it's so bonkers. And I love the fact that Dan Haggerty played it... He's like so gently. He plays it straight the entire oh, yeah. time. Whereas like everybody else, I don't think they knew what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. But he was like, I'm a professional. I've got this. You know, I'm this is what I fucking do. Adam. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've been at this for a long so time. So good. You I had a five frights. How many frights you give? I was laughing Ow. at the fact that I've never watched past the credits and after the credits it does do the whole like the people not, and places yeah. portrayed in this film is not factual yeah. <laughs> like anyone that watches had that feeling when they were done with it is the antichrist um, really on earth and is it really an elf demon? oh fuck <laughs> really because that dude looked a lot like grizzly adams yeah <laughs> grizzly adams did have a beard <laughs> yeah. um i almost forgot to do that i want i've been thinking i have to make sure i do that on this episode and i just yeah um, I'm sticking. I'm three two, or I'll oh, say three point two. No, but th- I'm three frights as well because this is an annual viewing. The first time I ever saw it was with people. It's always been a group sit, and it makes it does like Hogan said. It makes it way more fun to kind of back and forth while you're watching it. Uh, a repeat, just in case, if you are looking for a new Christmas movie, check this one the fuck out because it's a fun one to add. Um, not that. You know, I personally, I feel like I'm getting a little, like, I might be done with Christmas Vacation. I don't know. I've seen it so many times. I say that now, but it's going to be that I week. I like that your Just mind goes on, right from yeah, that. Put it on Christmas show. Vacation's out. The yeah. only other Christmas movie that could possibly replace is Elves. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like when you discover Die Hard is or Die Hard 2 is, like, stuff like that. You're like, yeah, oh, I well, I can watch this year. instead. I was like, Die Hard 2 is also on Christmas. Yeah. Fuck, it is. I'm going to watch that one this year. Also, if we went and saw it. 
Christmas Vacation probably three years ago in the theater. Yeah. And I was feeling, I was starting to feel the exact same way about it. And I will say, it completely reinvigorated my love for the movie. Seeing it, Seeing it in, a room with, in a room with people, people and everybody was that at Flix. Uh, Jill and I went like maybe two and a half. Maybe years ago Flix, Flix, yeah, not but two and a half. Like a room full of people. Everybody's yeah, laughing, you know, like it just breathes new life into yeah. it. I think. Um, Next time I get an opportunity, they are playing it this month. There, I don't know when, but I would also give this three frights. That's what I had as well. Three from me. So we're all three. Three frights. Hogan bing, sound effect. Bing, bing. Sorry. <laughs> I don't have anything next to me. So oh. that's like 666 kind of. It's 50% of 666. <laughs> um, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like a more enjoyable version of Troll 2. You know, it's in that weird world. Um, it's just absolutely insane. I mean, you, you get a foul off kid saying fuck a bunch. A mom drawing a pregnant cat in a toilet. Um Elves, Nazis, uh, Santa doing blow. Um, yeah. Fuck. Grizzly Ams, an uncomfortable incest subplot. I mean, the movie's <laughs> fucking insane. Yep. Uh, and just what the family needs at Christmas, which is Nate's right. Forget yeah. National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. And elf, Elves is a film for the whole family. And Elf getting called an F-bomb. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I mean, if you're a movie person, this is more what I'm saying. So you're a movie person. You probably relate movies to the holiday season i think even if you're not a movie person some of your biases and things that you think about the holidays are based around the movies that you grew up watching whatever those might be mm-hmm. um whether you your association with it is like oh you know you like drink with your family or you eat a turkey or you always read this one book in front of the tree or in the morning you get to or you open one present like all that stuff kind of comes a from movies carton of cigarettes save <laughs> the world your sister's fucking big tits Huge. while she showers yeah. fucking big tits <laughs> I mean sometimes you do that a couple days before Christmas drop a receiver <laughs> into after. the bathtub yeah <laughs> so it's it's just like with that said that means if you're like our age so say you're like in in your 30s almost 40s or whatever and you've been watching these movies since you were a child, you've seen them 30 times. So having like some new life to breathe into, like you use that term when you're talking about National (laughs) Lampoon's, into the season with a hit film like Elves. Well, it's a good one to do it with people. Yeah. Like, I'm not suggesting you watch this with your children. I'm not suggesting that your dad is as cool as mine and that you'd get to watch it with your dad. But I am saying you should like get <laughs> some friends bragging. together and you watch Elves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you think your dad's even close to as cool as mine, then you should You, you should might watch be able to you be like, hey, dad, do you remember Grizzly Adams? Like, oh, yeah, it was a, that show was on for a couple Check of years. Yeah. Good. Like, oh, gosh, there's a great Christmas film with him in it where he's Santa. And he has to save the world from evil elves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Sounds kind of like a Hallmark movie when you say it like that. Yeah. Like the evil elves are just mischievous. <laughs> you know. You guys Ugh. remember the Christmas movie Prancer with Sam Elliott? Um, I have that. I have not watched it. Is it ridiculous? I mean, it's a family movie, but yeah. I haven't I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember it being decent. There's some of those random movies that you see. Like I saw a trailer for a movie the other day. That was Patrick Swayze. Okay, so he's like on the side of the road, and this lady hits him with a car. Okay. It's called Three Wishes. Have you heard of this? No. Me either. Okay, so Patrick Swayze gets hit by the car. It's called Three Wishes. You can find it on eBay for like two bucks. 
and uh, he's a genie, and he can grant the family three wishes. Their dad either the, recently died or left them. I don't know he that. He gets hit by the car? Yes. Being driven by a genie, or he no, is the genie? he is the genie. Is he the genie before he gets hit by the car yes. and killed? Okay. He doesn't get killed. Oh. He just gets hit by the car. Okay. The, the mom takes him in. She makes him well. I do remember this movie. He meets her children. It's got Joseph Mazzella from Jurassic Park in it. They're allowed to make these wishes. Mm-hmm. And but the one the one wish that he can't grant them is that he can stay. <laughs> so one night I was like looking at tons of copies on eBay trying to decide like which one's the one I want, you know? And they were all like three or four dollars. But I didn't even like watch them. The next morning I looked like every seller was like, because you check this item out, you want it for like a dollar? It's like, huh. what was it that bad? But I will get it eventually. Because Patrick Swayze's awesome, and there's not enough this would been documentation. The great so anyways, guys, I got you these Christmas gifts, and you can give us all copies of the three wishes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll get them for you. Is that Perfect. what you want? Is that what you guys want? I'll watch this man drama family fantasy. Yeah. I'll check it out. It's fun. Like, I don't know. I, I think like the Swayze. They don't make movies like that anymore. No. If they do, they're on the Hallmark Channel, and yeah. they're, like, way weak defied. What was the other movie? Was it Tall Tales, where Patrick Swayze played Pecos Bill? <laughs> I need to just see what holes real, I have. I'm not a big Swayze head. You don't like Roadhouse? I like Roadhouse, but I mean, I'm not like deep in his filmography. Did you ever watch his show, The Beast? Uh uh-uh. uh. Check that. I didn't know that. But later. So that was like while he was doing treatment, like while he was sick. So he started it right when he found out he was sick, and then he did like the entire show. So like, it's kind of a bummer because you see him get like progressively worse. Yeah. Sounds you know? horrible. But like, the show was actually pretty fucking good and man that dude he is was, he actually a beast or he, what he was a champ through the entire thing for sure but what's it what's it about a veteran fbi agent is assigned a new partner unaware that he is recruited as a double agent to investigate his activities oh, i thought you'd say unaware that he was a beast this he's got like, the werewolf like superhero the thing. Like the like year the beast the year like that he cop died. buddy movie yeah that would have been a good way they could have like kept him in it like he does the voiceover for the beast character, yes. but the beast is just a CGI like creature. Mm-hmm. You know. Did you still want to talk about the GB? Ah, uh, we can. I'm. I've just. I only thought of just then when we're there. Oh, that's cool. We don't necessarily need to get super mega deep in the Ghost There's still. There's enough people out there that haven't seen it. That haven't seen Ghostbusters two. No, Ghostbusters two. Ghostbusters tree. Ghostbusters afterlife. Um, I don't know. It's such a special movie that I don't really want to get deep dive. I know we've done our new movies, but I just feel like Ghostbusters, this new Ghostbusters is different, you know? It's such a big deal, like... Fucking cried! Yeah. Yeah, me too. Well, I'll say what, what the good things about it. It is something different, because it's not just another movie of them in New York busting ghosts. Mm-hmm. It's cool that's a different location to me. That makes it feel fresh. Um, I think it pays a lot of respect to what came before, but to me, not really in a fan service way. Uh, there's a thing now I've noticed people will say something's fan service when it's just part of that series. Like, is it fan service the Ghostbusters in a Ghostbusters movie to reference events of another Ghostbusters movie? Like, and they would. Be part of that same story? Like, how's that fan service? That's just continuing the fucking story. That's how they're discovering, right. you know, the things that they're finding and it's making sense. I mean, like, it's one story. Yeah. Like, so I, I don't know, uh, because to me, again, it's like it's fresh because it's a new location, new cast of characters. Um, but it's done with a lot of love to what came before. Uh, and I think 
the fact that Harold Ramis is the only original uh, actor from from those films that's dead. The fact that he is the one that is the most felt in the new movie is super impressive to me. You know, he is the he is the heart of the movie, and he's the one guy who's not in it. Yeah, you know, um, he's felt like, and I like, and I think it's just cool. It makes the movie have a different meaning. Like it's a film, kind of a, it's about mortality and loss and um, and frayed relationships and things. You know, there's a lot of interesting stuff happening in it, but it also. Uh, I think it's something if you were just a kid and this was the first Ghostbusters experience you had, you would like it. You know, like it's it's just a I don't know. There's not a lot of movies where I see them as an adult make me feel the way I felt when I was a kid seeing like Back to the Future or Goonies or Gremlins or something for the first time. Yeah, like this movie it really has this little. It has a piece of magic that films don't always have. You know, as you grow older, and I think that's really special. Like I don't know. More often than not, you tend to walk away disappointed. In my opinion, I remember sitting there and I could feel my wife like looking at you lean, lean out and look. And I was just like, leave me alone. Yeah, I was there with Freddie and I got a seat in the like uh, office chair ones. And I kind of like turned him away from me when I saw (laughs) what was about to happen. And then I kind of like did a classic like what you just did the hand up on the side. Like I just (laughs) just hope he does not turn around. He gets his old man crying. And he didn't. I, I don't think he ever will. But he, you know, that was if he's one gonna, chance. your one chance. If he, if he is gonna see me cry, it's gonna be because of something like that, not because of some real life shit. It, dude, it's just great. Like, uh, uh and the the. So I knew Nate was going. He was just like, he's like, it was great, and I was like, oh shit, I was like. Did you say for the post credit scenes? I forgot to mention their scenes. And he's like, fuck. He went back and he saw. When you texted me, I was like on the other side waiting for Freddie to get out of the bathroom. I'm like, we're going back in. We ran in. We missed the mid credits one, but we saw the last one. Those were cool. Um, But that last, the post credit scene, I really feel like you, like they're definitely, I mean, they're clearly making another movie. And I feel like if you're saying it up, basically that now, like, you know, Winston's the, He's he's the bank. He's the financier. You know, he yeah. has all the money. It's kind of like you're setting up. If you're gonna make a more Ghostbuster movies, he's like kind of like the center, like original guy that I think's gonna be around. I think that's cool because like he's like he's a Charlie's Angels he's, gonna, type say, character. I was just gonna say he's gonna be yeah. Charlie. Yeah. Why? Well, or like if you're in compared to like the Marvel movies, like he's gonna be like the the you know the Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Like, he's like the, like he'll be around. He's the central guy. Yeah. But um, I don't know. They show you know that he buys the firehouse and they show the containment grid. And it's been down there all this time. Yeah. And the fucking red lights on. You know, like, that means it's about to blow, right? Yeah. And I feel like the idea of if you're trying to make more movies, I think where you could go with the storytelling now, it's like you got the containment grid, it blows. So all the ghosts that they caught in, you know, from 84 through like 91 or whatever yeah. in New York, you got Winston, you got Ray. And yeah, they need more gear because part of when they went out of business is Egon took all the shit out to the farm. Yeah. So they had to fucking call the new cast to come to New York to help them. And you get more of a true ghost busting movie where, you, you, it, you know, that's how you still have this new cast who clearly are going to be the ones that will have to keep this franchise going if they're going to go. Yeah. But you can have an, a sequel where you do have, you know, Ackroyd and stuff involved more. Right. I think that's cool. Further exploring that universe. Like. It's just the prospects of what this movie presents to like Ghostbuster fans. I think is just super exciting. Yeah, 
you know. Because it opens another door, not just... Oh. It's not just closing... It's not a final bookmark yeah. on it. it. It left it with something that could happen. But Bustin still feels good. That's the thing that movie. Bustin made me feel good. You know, it wasn't like, oh, why'd they do that? Oh, it's cheesy. You know, I ha- I hesitated a lot on the 2018 one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lady Busters. Yeah. Like I didn't see it in the theater. I didn't see it when it first came out. I waited. I waited. I waited. And Freddie and I were like burnt out on one and two. Like we'd watched them mm-hmm. a bunch. Like, 20 times or something yes. and so i was just like why don't we just try this other one we were at video warehouse and so we rented it and uh yeah it's just not like i don't know why they had to do it like that like they i don't know why they couldn't have just been like the next generation like what they're doing now yeah or like, like the extreme ghostbusters yeah. cartoon plot where it's like egon's a professor at a college and he helps them get started like somehow connect it not just a completely alternate way that they find everything and this like complete with cameos yeah yeah cameos like these stupid facial expressions they're making throughout the whole thing and stuff it's just yeah i don't know i i think those girls are all all very funny like i mean that that cast is awesome yeah they are Uh, funny but it's yeah it's just it's not like amy schumer's in it or something they shouldn't yeah she they just shouldn't have done a reboot, like you said. This should have been a, this should have been a you know the next generation of people, which is what I think where this the end of the new movie is setting up. You know that yeah, that's the idea. Ghosts are loose. Gotta do it again. We've got the firehouse back. Um, because they did do a lot of this, like you know the ghosts have just kind of gone away. Like yeah. they're not. It's not a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. We must have done our job too good or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's cool. Fuck Lady Busters, man. I didn't mean to bring that up when we're having all these feel-good feelings about the new one. Just <laughs> no, like, oh, and a reminder. <laughs> well, it's just frustrating because it's like they not just that they rebooted, but they had Murray in it, and they had all the people. All the people that came back for the new movie were in the Lady Busters reboot, and Remus yeah. as a gold bust yeah. statue. So it's like <laughs> if, you're gonna, if you have all the cast on board, then why wouldn't you have them the same amount of screen time? Just as their roles for the old movie. And then we also have to have the origin bullshit because we already know the origin yeah. of the Busters. We know how the gear works. So you can just tell a fresh story. And in We the don't f- need them learning how to do it. Yeah. In the original movie, you already have the line from uh, from Venkman when they when they first talk Stance and the Sun off this family home. And he's like, the franchise rights alone will be worth millions or whatever. So you've yeah. already set up the idea of them franchising. Right. So you could have told a new story with the same cast. It could have been in Chicago. It could have been in LA. It could have been a different city. That's the franchise. And yeah. this is the team who's opening this franchise here. So then the cameos of the original guys could have just been when they have to call the home office or something. Right. So we've got Ghostbusters, corp- like, 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 you know, corporate yeah. or like, like you could have just had the same. I don't know. That's not just having them play totally different characters. Because it's not that the cast is bad. Like, because I don't fault me for being a female cast. I don't fault it for the cast themselves i just it's 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 insulting to just get rid of the legacy of these characters right and the whole world that's established and stuff you know that's why the new movie works you have a whole new cast yeah but you care about them and it's because it's true to that world and the story you know truth be told hey we got more patrons oh that we find you a shout out here you Mm. got your noisemakers get this guy oh baby so uh 
we do have a Patreon now. Um, you can check out. There's a link for it on our website, thefrysland.com. And uh, so we want to shout out those patrons. Thank you so much for joining up. First up at our stalker Fright Zonian level, Chase! What up, Chase? Yo, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, buddy. <laughs> what you said, it was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why this got me. <laughs> <laughs> this is really funny. Hey, buddy. <laughs> What's up, y'all? And then we have two paper fright zonians. So coming in at the paper fright zonian tier. Hey! 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 And then our final <laughs> new patron this month, paper fright zonian. Lee Vero! <laughs> Lee, 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 Lee. Lee Vero. What's up, dude? Oh, he didn't say anything. He just giggled to the mic about Lee. <laughs> I can't. <sighs> what up, Lee? <laughs> la, 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 Lee. La, 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 Lee. Vero. So thank you, Chase. Thank you, Heg, and thank you, Lee Vero, for joining. What up, Lee? Um, thanks for supporting what we do. Um, we do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, you guys, you know, if anyone else listening would like to uh, join our Patreon, um, you know, we do have some fun bonus stuff on there. Some blogs. Uh, we'll hook up, you know, sticker packs. We have tiers with T-shirts. Really cool design. Uh, Nate's getting screened up right now. Um, uh, patches, buttons. Uh, we have a tier where you know you can even pick out a movie and we'll do an episode on it. Um, so you know, check it out, see if anything's appealing to you, and uh, yeah, frightzone.com. Check it out. There's a link to the Patreon. Ooh, but we do appreciate you. Uh, that money you know goes into helping us you know pay for hosting the uh, you know show on a server somewhere for you guys so you can listen to it, um, keeping the website going. You know. Uh, getting snacks, and bubbly drinks for when we do this, um, buying wind chimes. <laughs> they, don't, they don't pay for themselves. Yeah. You think wind chimes grow on trees? <laughs> Part of it does. Man, I'm thinking about paying a, paying a guy to do the leaves in my backyard. What do you think about that? I wish I could afford to do that. He oh. said he'd do it for 50 bucks. Oh, can I get that number? Yeah. Yeah. It's like you provide the bags. And- yeah. He also totally asked that. to come to your house and see how big your vent shafts are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wants to know if you have a crawl space. He wants to know if your vents need to be sucked out. Oh, uh, is there a way from the guards to get into your attic? <laughs> um, oh, yard bags. That's an item. That's the final item you get for physical goods in one yeah. of the Patreon tiers. <laughs> it might be more like a grocery sack. I don't know. I just got to figure out how to make it cost effective because like a pack of grocery or a pack of yard bags is like 20 I, bucks. No, I found them once. I'll find I'll find them again. Okay. We just, I'll find we them just again. Gotta find just just we can just screen like whoever uh, like paper sandwich bags like barf bags. Hilarious <laughs> like official fright zone yard bag. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, you can fit like 12 leaves in it. <laughs> <laughs> they 
They should come with leaves in them. Yeah, yeah. That would be funny. We could do it. wouldn't weigh anything. Dude, man, if only we had enough patrons to send our backyard leaves <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> Get out of it. That'd be sick. One leaf for everyone. Uh, Dude, I'd totally pack screen printed sandwich bags full of leaves and send them to people if you want to. Thanks for your support. Thanks for listening. It's fun to do. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Much obliged. Gracias. <laughs> Free holes. Nate just uh, put up a blog on there, just talking, just rambling about some stuff he's been up to. Yeah. No. He has some serious thoughts on uh, men wearing shorts. You can read all about if you join our Patreon, become an official Fright Zonian. I have some some ideas about that. Ooh. I could get a hundred pack of brown paper sacks for twenty seven bucks. That's a pretty good deal, I think. Whoa. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be like at least this big, right? Yeah, it'd be like a grocery sack. Yeah. That's that's enough where it seems big, but also funny that we're saying to your yard back. Yeah. So uh, Nate, we got going on the media crypt. Oh uh, or no. Oh yeah! By the time this comes out, Media Crypt will be. We should have our Predator Two design that Rotten Yellow drew. Oh, long sleeves and T-shirts. Might even do a hat, but it's really hard to get hats right now. So I've had to like take the trucker hats and the regular snapbacks off my site because the um, distributor said that when I asked them when I'd be able to get them again, they said sometime in January. So I was like, well, I don't want to be sitting on like a bunch of hat orders I can't fulfill. So I just did the unstructured snapbacks. But after my Black Friday sale, I sold all those. I still have two good. from Congrats. that. It's good. But now there's like two people that's orders aren't shipping because I do not have the hats that I'm I can sorry, print. Dudes. Yeah. Dude, that. <laughs> sorry, peoples. Um, but they're supposed to show up mid-month. So I check every day. I go on that website every day. And I even have an alert. They're supposed to email me when they show up. And when they do, I'm just going to order like a fucking hundred of them. Uh. But yeah, Predator 2, artwork by Rotten Yellow. Uh, it's really cool. I, it's just one of my favorite designs that we've done together. Keep it. <laughs> yeah, by seeing it. When I when it was put together, I was like, man, if I if someone put that shirt up for sale, I would buy it. Hell yeah, fuck so yeah. That's there's been designs I have done before. I'm like, yeah, this is really cool, but like, you just you never know what movies people care enough about to like actually wear a shirt of <sighs> until you make an out for justice shirt, and then you <laughs> realize that's what people want. <laughs> <laughs> hey. uh... Oh, and of course you can order a Fright Zone shirt on the Media Crypt side as well. Oh yeah, get yourself one. Wear it. Yeah, tell your friends. Hey Hogan, anything going on at Beautiful Franklin Plaza Barbershop in Des Moines, Iowa? Nope, just talking about how to tattoo dudes' dicks. Hard Is that really what you guys are talking about a lot? That was a like it was a big topic of conversation this week. More than once? Several times. Yum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a hard part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was that the longer part of your day? Well, I guess that's about it. seems like we're winding down. Yeah, here. I just I don't know what I'm supposed to talk about at this point. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> We've talked about the movie and partially talked yeah. about another movie. So, I, you know, I guess uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, yeah. If that's your thing you celebrate, you know. 
Happy holidays. Yeah. Christmas rules. Last year we did Christmas Evil, which, hey, if you guys need more December uh, holiday, Christmas, whatever, fun, you guys should check out that episode. Um, that's our that is our least listened to episode according to our statistics. So there's definitely some people out there listening to this that did not check that one out. I don't know if we dropped it too late in the month or what, but um now's a good time if you need more Christmas stuff, go back and check it out. Episode six. Yeah, last year's episode we dropped on December twenty third. Might have been just too close to the holiday. It was like the day everyone would have been <laughs> driving there. I, I thought people would listen when they're driving, but yeah. um so yeah, if you guys need more holiday fun, you know, go back and listen to that. I feel like we got kind of, you know, warm and fuzzy talking about the Christmas season that episode a bit. That might be a more heartwarming episode for you listeners than this one. Uh, less Nazi talk in that one, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, <laughs> no incest in that one. You there's, know. there's some uncomfortable feelings in it, but it's not the same kind of creepy. It's a more serious film, but it's a more heartwarming episode of The Fright Zone. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening to this last year. Thanks for supporting on Patreon. Thanks for uh, following us on Instagram. You know, like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Hit us up on social media. Uh, Instagram, it's at Fright Zone Podcast. Website's thefrightzone.com. Mediacrypt.bigcartel.com. I don't think Franklin Paul's has a barbershop, but they are on Instagram. They don't have a barbershop. Check them out. Yeah. <laughs> St- strictly a digital barbershop. <laughs> yeah. We're only on Instagram. We, we actually don't cut hair. Wait, is that what I said? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should I leave that in there? Yeah. It's a side Log room it. at my folks' house. No, no. I, I, I'm saying I don't think you guys have a website, do you? Oh. Yeah. How come you don't drop that on the website? I mean, on, on the Frank, podcast. Franklin Barbershop. What the fuck's wrong with my brain? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Well, anyways. anyways, anyway, this technically is is if you're looking at it from this aspect, uh, season ending. This is the end of the twenty twenty season, right? What were you gonna say about being the end of the season? That was it. I was just saying this oh, is like the end of this a season. is the end of the season. I don't know if you had a if there was like gonna be a cliffhanger, like no. And my dick's about to blow. Yes, <laughs> I, I I partied. I just popped some quaaludes. You did? No. Stay tuned oh. for season two, where Brian's on Quaaludes. Yeah. Stay tuned for season two. Hey, wait, I, what's this the fell of your pocket? Where I ride the lightning. <laughs> what's the of your pocket there? What is that? What? Are these Quaaludes? What are you talking about? The thing I just found that fell of your pocket. He's what? popping them. Oh, God. It's the cliffhanger. Yeah. Pop, 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 pop. Hey, but it's been fun. We've made it through a couple, you know, years doing this thing. So yeah, exciting. yeah. A year and a half, Greg. Fuck. <laughs> shovel your shovel your driveway. Salt your things that need salting. Uh, bag up your yard. <laughs> pay the man to take it away. But yes, if there's not snow covering your leaves yet, pay someone to get that shit out of there asap because it is time for those leaves to go. Like the but fucking what's the thing? Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.